Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. There's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through Hello folks and thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the growing conservative conversation And also part of the Patriot Journalist Network And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. Thank you for coming into the show tonight. Uh, we already have uh, some callers in here. Uh, we also have, it looks like Cindy on the line. I do have uh, an article I'm going to start the show with. Uh, but first, uh, let's go ahead and uh, welcome Cindy, since it seems like she wants to chime in quickly. Thank you very much, Cindy, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm great. I didn't necessarily need to chime in quickly. I just want to chime in sometime <laughs> during the show. So you finish up what you need to start out with. <laughs> okay, great. In. Well, then I'll go ahead and, and, and get the article, uh, and then we'll uh, I'll bring it back in. Okay, Cindy? Sounds great. All right, thank you. It's great to hear from Cindy, and I uh, look forward. I actually had need to uh, open up the chat here for uh, those who uh, do not call in but do listen to the chat. I've opened that up. apologize for not doing that earlier. Uh, I have a good friend of mine who uh, recently, unfortunately and tragically, lost his wife about a month ago. And uh, I was actually chatting a little bit with him. Uh, he was actually out with his children and someone was being a total. And I will say this on the air, asshole, to him. So we were uh, chatting that. Perhaps we'll give some uh, details on that later. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, what we'll be discussing tonight uh, is, of course, uh, the tragic death of Mr. Otto Warmbier. Of course, he is the gentleman actually from my hometown. So uh, I didn't know. I didn't personally know him, of, you know, of course, but uh, it's something to have someone from your own uh, hometown and, 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 you know, something like this happen, uh, wondering what's going to be next. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight is will Otto Warnbeer's death be avenged? And will the, and they'll be start off with this article uh, that I'll read from the TrumpTimes.com. It's a relatively uh, new, I believe, website uh, that features uh, articles. And this article here uh, that we'll start with is Will Warnbeer be avenged? and America regain its dignity. And it starts, it says, former North Korean prisoner Otto Warmbier has died shortly after his return home to the United States. What will America do about it? Unfortunately, probably not much. What has happened to America's power, which in our past would ha- make rogue nations tremble at the thought of angering the world's lone superpower, Eight years of the dovish Obama administration's political correctness and apologetic foreign policy has taken the teeth from the American indomitable. I'm no hawk. 
But however, perhaps the old ways of war, as in World War II, is the approach the Trump administration ought to take in dealing with pesky nations like North Korea, Iran, and Afghanistan. Otto Warmbier was arrested and sentenced 15 years of hard labor for stealing a poster. After just 17 months, he was dead. It makes you scream ridiculous, doesn't it? North Korea has three more Americans. Prisoners are used regularly for bargaining chips for political concessions. This new administration can be the one to stop this. I say Trump ought to go to Kim and say, give us our people back or we will come and get them ourselves. If Kim does not comply, then we show the American Indomitable still has its teeth. I think America has not shown our capabilities since the shock and awe campaign during the Bush administration. The way the Obama administration dealt with our enemies made us appear weak, drawing red lines in the sand and not doing anything when the Syrians crossed it. Obama bowed to leaders in other nations and told the Russians, after the election, I have more flexibility in regards to a missile shield. Islamic terror is on the rise, and the real problem with Russia is they are working to bring back the old empire. After World War II, the United States was one of the two remaining powers on the planet. The world looked up to us. We were respected. We were feared. The phrase, don't mess with the U.S., had meaning. It's time to bring that back. How? America cannot allow what happened to Warbeer happen again or to go unanswered. Our nation needs its dignity back. I believe avenging his dead can set us up on the path. Those who oppose a military answer seem to believe a military strike requires a nuclear strike. If they don't believe that, they believe that a strike will affect North Korea's neighbors such as South Korea, Japan, and China. I don't think either is so, and also do not think targeted strikes are the answer. Perhaps the way we wage war is not only too politically correct, but also too targeted and clean. Definitely less civilian casualties are desirable. Perhaps that's why we but perhaps that are why we are continually at war. No decisive victory. In World War II, the armies and the people grew tired of war and there was surrender. It appears the conventional wisdom is to kill the leaders, and the problem goes away. ISIS has proven this incorrect. The enemy has to be obliterated. Perhaps it is time to bring back carpet bombing with Moabs or at least another shock and awe. Iran, Afghanistan, and North Korea be warned. Trump can bring back the American indomitable. What do you think? And I think that's a good opening for bringing back Cindy. Uh, thank you very much, Cindy, for holding and going through the article. So what do you think about uh, what the author said in that article there on that uh, website, and that is the trumptimes.com? All I can say to that is hear, hear. I mean, that he said exactly what I've been thinking about. And, and here's the thing. We have three Americans that they are still holding there. Now, if if Trump does not take advantage of this situation and get them out of there now, he is seriously, seriously going to lose my confidence because I'm, I'm already very dis- discouraged with how he's allowing Mueller and this special counsel to just rip and tear 
at him and everybody else um, related to him. And and there seems to be no argument um, against it. Now, Trump has known, has he has been known to do things in the background that we don't know about. He has plans and schemes sometimes that don't come to fruition until you, until you least expect it. And I'm hoping that that's, you know, what he's got planned for this whole situation. But basically, this is our chance to do something to Korea, North Korea, to um, to just let them know how small they really are. I mean, they're just a little tiny nation. The only reason they are allowed to have what they have now is because they're best buddies with China. And um, if China, now recently Trump reiterated the pressure on China um, because they haven't been doing enough to slow down um, Korea's um, nuclear program. So now um, he needs to take this opportunity to um, get China behind him and get those other three people out of there. And then he just needs to lay on every bit of pressure economically that he can possibly lay on them. Um, and um, if if there's a, a you know, there's, they, they got to, if we have, I don't even know if we have an embassy there, but if we have an embassy we in don't. North Korea. We have to, we, we actually go okay. through, uh, we, I don't believe we do. I think we actually go okay. through um, oh, uh, Sweden. I think we go through their okay. consulate. Okay, well, let me just cut. Let me just tell you this. Who would ever visit a country where we have no embassy? That was suicide right then and there. All these people that have gone in there, they're asking for it. If we don't have any North Korean-looking spies to send in there to get intelligence, if we don't have enough technological ability to get intelligence, if we don't have satellites, computer stuff to do, then... What is wrong with us? We're not the great nation I thought we were. If we can't get it done without our Americans being in harm's way, then something is really wrong. I mean, don't you think that four Americans um, being in North Korea, or any Americans being in North Korea, is like a sore thumb sticking out? When my husband and I walked around in China for three weeks, we were stared at like crazy because, I mean, nobody looked like us, <laughs> okay? Right. If they all, you know, I, I, I don't want to use that phrase, you know, they all look alike, but you can tell a Chinaman from an English person. <laughs> I mean, an well, American. Is, right. It, it's very obvious. Um, a, a, a Caucasian American, of course, is what I'm talking about. But anyway, so why was this kid even there? I, I feel really bad for his family. But why did they it not It was some stop kind of school them? tour or something like that. Okay. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a study abroad. Now. It was on a tour with a study abroad group. Okay. Why was his school on this tour going to North Korea? Tell me that. Was this a liberal school that thinks, oh, let's go visit a communist nation. This is our idol. Is that what it was about? I hope not. No, I must be honest. I didn't. Do, I didn't do that much research, and that which is a. I mean, a shame because I said. I mean, this was a local person, 
I mean, you know, in my city, and I didn't, uh, you know, I, I, I can't, I, I'm trying to remember what school. It was actually a little community school, I think, uh, where he went. Uh, not, he didn't go to any, any of the major. Through, through my reading, I don't recall which school it was, but I don't believe remembering it was any of the major universities here. Well, let city. me just tell you. Let me just tell you this. Whoever his professor was that organized this was extremely uh, ignorant. Ignorant. Had he never visited a communist nation before, did he not warn well, people? I heard about 3,000 people a year visit, of Americans visit North Korea. Huh? I, I, I believe I read that about 3,000 people uh, per year visit North Korea, Americans. Well, considering how many Americans visit other countries, that's not a lot, but it's 3,000 too many. Why, why is anybody going there? You know, Well, it, there, is a, there actually is discussion now of, of, of putting out a, a new travel uh, list there, I guess something similar that they have to Cuba. Or had to Cuba. There has to be, or at least you've got to warn people you don't mess with their stuff. I mean, if he really did take uh, – there's supposedly a video of him taking down this poster. Okay, so I'm going to assume that he did what they're saying he did, but why? Why would you do that? You're in a communist nation. No one – I think the kid didn't realize that he was actually going to be put in prison for stuff. Oh, we lost her call, but she'll be back. Uh, I don't think that uh, he really knew the repercussions of what would happen. Uh, what would happen is, you know, 15, I mean, that's ridiculous. Fifteen years of hard labor – uh, for t- for taking a sign, you know you want to hear people all the time complain about the United States. And that, I mean, she's back on. And Dr. Colbert, I see you on. I'll get you in as well. Uh, I see you got disconnected, Cindy. You got you back on. We got Dr. Colbert on the line uh, as well. I'm Go sorry. Ahead, I was I was putting my I was trying to hook my phone up to the battery charger. I didn't get a chance to do it today. But anyway, so what I'm what I'm asking is why why in the world would he not have been told? I mean, don't, doesn't anybody know anything about traveling in a communist nation? You have to be extremely careful about everything you do, everything you say. That's why we are so against socialism and communism, because government watches over everything you do. Those countries, when we were in communist China, there were PA systems. Everywhere, every city had a PA system with big, huge speakers in the town squares and all along the roads. And they would bark out orders and commands and all kinds of stuff. I wasn't sure exactly because it was all in Chinese, but from what my interpreter said, they get directions all the time. And they are told to tell each other, um, excuse me, to tell uh, government officials when their neighbors say anything against the government at all. That's why so many Christians get found out um, uh, with with their underground churches. It's why people like um, Mr. Warmbier can't do things like pulling down. There's a camera watching you everywhere you go, okay? You are not going to get away with anything there. And nobody told them that. Nobody discussed that and said, look, you can't do this, you can't do that, you got to be watching, don't say this, don't say that. My sister is a, is a missionary to a communist nation. I'm not going to say which one. 
Okay? She's very, not very good allowed. Idea not to. <laughs> no, I can't. She's asked not to. And, right. and when you go to one of those nations and and you're there for a different purpose and then you start talking about something that they don't approve of, you're as in, in as much danger as any other Chinese person. Okay? They don't care that whether in fact North Korea probably wanted to make an example out of these people. They 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 hate us for our freedoms. So I, I just can't believe that this college even let him get away with uh, would let him do. Yeah, I'm sure like more of that, that would be. I'm sure more of that now that this has happened. You know, no, I mean it happened. Seven, you know, I believe 17 months ago that he was, you know, convicted. I mean, I think it was just in high school and not not high school. Uh, college when that started, he was 22 when he passed away. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure there's going to be further investigations into it. Man, I hope so. Trump can't let this go. And you know what really no, surprised I, me? Yeah. The family doesn't uh, isn't allowing an autopsy. Trump yeah, needs that, that information. That, he yeah, needs that the information that will too. prove that this exactly. He needs the information that will prove that this guy was tortured for months. They need that information so that they have a leg to stand on when they go issue and sa- sanctions against them. They, yeah, I don't understand why they won't. story about botulism was a, a crock. Right, so yeah, I don't understand. Maybe they don't think it's a desecration. I don't know. Uh, it's, there's a lot of fishy stuff here about this, um, Robert. I just... You know, we're we're well, just out like here. Scalia. Why didn't this? Why didn't Scalia's family ask for a, an autopsy? Yeah, exactly. I think somebody's getting to them. Somebody's getting to them. They're being threatened. There's no other explanation for it. They're being threatened. Why would you, as the mother or father? I mean, I haven't heard of any religious, um, you know, doctrine that would you know, keep them from wanting to do this. I think there are a few religions that don't allow autopsies, but I I haven't heard that as an excuse, okay? I have to assume that there's some other reason. And why in the heck, as parents of someone who's been through this, I I would want justice for my kid. I would want it exposed. I would want justice done. I, I just can't believe that they're totally silent. It just astounds me. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There's, I don't understand why that is either. Um, See what I'm, I'm reading that. Let's. Yeah, the, yeah. It says the fa- yeah, it says the family uh, re- requested not uh, not to. Um, yeah. No autopsy. I think they allowed. Um, scans or MRIs or something like that, but that's not necessarily going to prove the reason for the damage. You know, you won't be able to see, you know, I I mean, it takes an autopsy to really look into that kind of thing. So anyway, see what Dr. Tolbert has to say about it. Yeah, I was trying to look up to see if there's anything the family might have, but if anyone wants to bring that in, uh, and let's uh, yeah, let's find out from Dr. Tolbert what he thought about uh, the art, what they said in the article I read in the beginning of the show, and then uh, you know with with your comments, Dr. Tolbert. Thank you very much for coming to the show. So, what do you think about uh, those initial comments from the article there 
from the times.com. You know, Brad, the problem we have is that we're isolating cases and we're not looking at a bigger picture. And I sent you some background information. For an example, there are over five prisoners being held still in Iran. There's Vietnam veterans still being held in Russia. China has over a dozen American prisoners. And we're talking about three people being held captive in North Korea and in Venezuela. We have at least six U.S. prisoners. And, you know, I was just doing a little background as you was talking because I knew that in Venezuela and the involvement in Russia and China and Venezuela and that there are American prisoners being held for the same reason as prisoners were being held in North Korea and that the group of individuals that were going. And we wrote the articles about bringing the draft back and being able to assemble a million people uh, to put where we need to put them. And the American citizens after Vietnam, when they downsized and did away with the draft, and of course I was one of the guys at 17, you know, go in the army or go to jail and retired as a first sergeant, a master sergeant E8. And, you know, I served in Vietnam and I served, you know, with the Vietnam people and uh, I served with and met the Philippines and the Chinese and, you know, and my Facebook, I have a lot of people from Japan, uh, Korea, uh, Thailand, you know, following me on Facebook. We're allowing, you know, I cannot go visit Venezuela. The Venezuelan government will not clear me for a passport because I'm a pastor. And I have requested, because churches have requested, that I go into Venezuela. Now, if I tried to do the same thing, and there are people that are doing it, and they're going into these countries by falsifying information on their passports, and they have other reasonings to do this. So now let's go back and think about this. Why are we allowing Islam to come into America, but these communist countries are not allowing Christians or Americans to come in their country? Oh, and by the way, Islam is not allowed in those countries either. So when you sit there and place a fact that these countries have a doctrine of socialism or communism, they will not allow Islam in North Korea, South Korea, Japan, China. Uh, there's a, a moratorium on Russia with uh, Islam. Yet Germany is now being taken over by Islam. Uh, the countries in the United States or the states within the United States are being taken over by Islam. Uh, how many prisoners does the United States hold in the camps outside of Cuba that are belonging to other countries and what's the purpose. So our argument of that we should go to war in North Korea over three people, but we shouldn't go after China because of economics. We shouldn't go after Russia because of economics. We should not go after Iran because of economics, but we should go after North Korea. 
isn't that a contradiction of what we're doing? And haven't we not established a military force where the lowest percent of military and defense system? So assuming that I became the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and I brought back the draft and then I set forth and everybody that was incarcerated that was not a rapist, a murderer, or a uh, child molester, uh, a pedophile, I said, you can go in the Army, and we will put you in the military forces. We will train you. We will then establish the military forces. And then if you come against America, I can move one million soldiers within 48 hours. You know, I know that because as a plans officer, that I had that capability, and I still have that capability, as does the United States. Do you think then a country would come against us if they knew that I could emplace a million people on their borders within a 48-hour period? So if we're going to make Americans strong, it's called education, production, and defense, and we're not doing any of that. So we're talking North Korea. We're talking about God, about a guy's death, and I tried to find his religious background while you were talking, and I haven't found it yet. Well, what if the guy had HIV, and his family didn't want the society to know that what he really died of was HIV, and so they're hiding it for that purpose. So we don't know what the real reason behind anything is. We don't know why he was in the country. We don't know what his actual death is, but if the parents are trying to cover, are they doing it because they are being, uh, as what was done with Judge Scalia, that he was assassinated, and so for that reason, they were forced not to tell you that Obama was there within 24 hours, that he met with Scalia, that Air Force One left without Obama on it. Obama left on a different airplane. Does that make the headlines? So there's more to the stories that are not being discussed by people that are trying to force the hand of a small nation who has no economic impact on the United States at all, period. But no one is talking about the prisoners in these other countries. So why aren't they talking about them, Brad? And it's Robert. Robert. Yeah, you call me Brad. Uh, (laughs) You did that last week. I I didn't say anything, but... Which Robert, go ahead. No, that's okay. That's okay. Just well, the, and and that Brad is a, a kind of mix up of the letters for Bart, so I, it's a, it's all right. Um, and actually, uh, and I'm looking for that as well. Uh, as, as I said, you know, as a, a local person, and actually on the uh, the article uh, on the uh, the TrumpTimes.com, that was actually an article I, I recently wrote for him. So <laughs> I just kind of put it out there uh, for you guys. Uh, so I appreciate it. Yeah, because uh, recently, uh, you know, one of the, uh, I guess, one of the originators of uh, the website uh, approached me and asked me if I wanted to uh, write some articles for their website. And I said, sure, why not? And then I uh, reached out to, uh, and then their uh, the editor or talked to their editor, and well, we got connected. So I'll be I'll be writing some articles there. So check it out. Check it out. W the Trump times, uh, dot com. Uh, yeah, and I'm trying to find, uh, you know, the reason why, uh, they, they didn't, and that, that very well be, may be true. Now, I mean, the cause of death, at least as what I've read right now is, 
you know, well, first he went to a, you know, he was in a vegetative state. He was in a coma. Uh, and it looked like there was what may have been some kind of brain damage or loss uh, due to lack of oxygen uh, of, of some way. Um, well, the article, the article I just sent you, Robert, goes into the fact that he was there as a tourist. He wasn't there uh, as a student, according to the article I'm reading, that they okay. did a they did a somewhat background medical investigation on him when he returned. They did find no evidence of botulism. Uh, they went right, like in um, you know, they cannot and have not pinpointed the exact cause of death. Uh, it goes into his medical condition and um, it uh, held a press conversation to answer report questions. Uh, it, it goes in what the doctors uh, had talked about, but it doesn't go into the fact that the doctors, re- the parents refused the autopsy in the article that I'm reading, which was, contradiction of what we're seeing because I'm not seeing anything in there on that. But why aren't we talking about Russia with the Vietnam veterans still being held there? And we know that's a fact because Russia was a holding camp uh, as Russia is a holding camp for the North Korean uh, prisoners. Uh, Russia has a big prison camp of North Korea. Why are we not looking at uh, Venezuela and, and, and the prisoners there? Uh, that are not being released, and there was a one, one or two that died within the last couple of years. You know, I I find there, it interesting. There's a very good question. Very good question. Well, uh, well, one of my contentions when I wrote the article, and I, you know, was that there was only you know they, you know, one of my contentions I didn't put in there is, is kind of to show that look, you know, if we put, you know, it's kind of implied, you know, if let, let's as I stated earlier, I think Trump needs to go in, and here's what I. But tell people, you know, more extent, you know, more extensively, is that if I was Trump, I'd go to, you know, Kim Jong Un and say, look, we're we're coming in, you know, you we need to release our people, or we're coming in and getting them. And if there's any trouble with us coming in and getting them, then you're going to be in trouble. And what I, my my statement was is, you know, I wanted to convey was, you know, when we're de- we're dealing with Afghanistan. We're dealing with these pesky, as you, you know, these pesky nations such as Afghanistan, Iran, uh, North Korea. You know, there are certain nations we need. To, I think we do need to be more diplomatic about. It's just the way of the world. It's you know, just how it's just how things are. You know, we don't need to be dealing all this, you know, all this time in dip, uh, diplomatic Yahoo with with places like North Korea. We go in, you know, we do. Uh, in my opinion, we do a uh, a shock and all type of strike. On their uh, on their military installations and, and and maybe on their capital, take them out and say, look, if you mess with the U.S., this is what happens to you. You know, we're not going to mess around anymore. You know, and then because I mean we're dealing, as you pointed out, Doctor Tolbert, we're dealing with with Russia, we're dealing with China, we're dealing with Iran, we're dealing with ISIS, we're dealing with North Korea. So my contention is, you know what? You take out these small little uh, piddly ones. Like North, you know, like North Korea, like China, not China, not North Korea, like Afghanistan, you know, because I think it's that we're doing a half. I don't believe in a draft, however. We can talk more about that one, because um, I mean, I, I really, you know. And so anyway, and you know, and, and Iran. I mean, you know, I don't agree with much with, 
Anderson Cooper, but one is he, he one of the things he said one time was, well, is is you know besides their nuclear weapons, I mean, you know, I mean, is there really much that they can do to us? You know, Iran, not really. No, Iran could probably do things uh, to our allies, which we can't allow. But really, to us, there's really not much Iran can do. And frankly, you know, and I know John, you know. Uh, is concerned with, you know, their EMT technology, well, hey, that might even be another reason for us to be, do a preemptive strike on them. And, and I think there's, you know, I, I think there's plenty of, of reason for us to do so. So instead of these targeted strikes or these, you know, assassinations or kill leaders, you know, it's, I mean, if ISIS, as I said in the article, ISIS proves out that that doesn't work. You know, you just get somebody else in there to, uh, you know, to fill their spot. I mean, since what? I mean, I mean, since what? The Gulf War, if not before, it's like we've been in perpetual war. I mean, for how many, you know, for how long now? You know, since the first Bush administration, it seems like we've been in some kind of war conflict since then. And, you know, and that's not even counting the Cold War, but I'm talking about where it's actually, you know, where we're actually seeing combat. We're actually seeing boots on the ground in other countries. I mean, how long are we going to do that? We need decisive victories. Victories like we had in World War Two, we don't have them anymore, you know, and that's what we're going to need. And if we need to go back to carpet bombing, you know, capital cities and things of that nature for long term peace, well, then maybe that's what we need to start doing, you know, and then we could deal with, you know, once we get these piggly people out of the way, like North Korea, and then, you know, the, you know, yeah, there's more larger nations such as Iran not Iran, such as, you know, China and Russia, well, yeah, well, you might have to use more diplomatic, you know, or, or economic pressures, you know, but with, with North Korea, we don't got to mess with that kind of stuff. I mean, now we're going to, now we have to, you know, split ourselves in too many ways. You know, we don't, I mean, think about it. You talk about putting a million people out, you know, and yeah, that would be great. But I mean, are we going to put a million of people in Russia, a million people, China, a million people? There's too many. There's too many out there for us to spread ourselves. Wipe out the ones that you can, and Afghanistan, in my opinion, Afghanistan, Iran, and North Korea are three things that if we just carpet bomb the hell out of them, you know, especially like their capital cities, use these MOABs we have. Okay, they're not nuclear, but, you know, the destruction's almost as near it uh, without the radiation. Use those, wipe them out, and then we can, you know, spend our diplomatic resources, our economic pressure and things of that nature and full force in the other countries, and let them know, hey, look, we are not going to, we're not going to deal with this. And we'll bring it over to you, Sergeant uh, Tober. But what do you think on that, Cindy? Well, well, I uh, did you ask Dr. Tolbert or me, hun? You and then and then Dr. Tolbert. So we'll, we'll bring it back in on our, our triangular table we have right now. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, before I answer that, let me let me just tell you um, in the article that I wrote read which was in the uh, Chicago Tribune, um, the Warm Brand's parents, um, even though they didn't cite a specific um, cause of death, they blamed, quote, awful, torturous mistreatment, unquote, by North Korea. So they at least are um, uh, admitting to some torturous treatment has gone on and severe neurological injury um but they haven't got the the known cause so anyway just to cover that much anyway then um as far as what to do about those other countries i don't think carpet bombing major populations is a good idea 
because of the way the world is these days when you bomb a woman or a child. And being a woman, I, I don't really necessarily want to see that either. I don't want to see a whole bunch of kids die because of their stupid parents. But what you can do is we have very good intelligence on where their nuclear facilities are. All we need to do is a um, a, a bunker buster type bomb like we just dropped over there in uh, Syria, was it? Where did we just drop that bunker buster? Anyway, we, we need to drop something like that right on their facilities and uh, do away with their military um, saber-rattling, you know, that they do because of their um, their nuclear knowledge. You know, just because they have a couple of nukes, they think they're really big stuff, you know. Um, and yet it would be so easy to just take those nukes out, or at least most of them. Uh, you can do what they've always... Um, uh, threatened to do to us, you know, you're you're blast in the middle of the air and take out the electronics, you know. There's a lot of things we can do to slow them down, and just just that nobody has ever had the guts to do it, and and that's basically because they are allied with some big ugly people, you know, the Russian bears, uh, the red Chinese. Those are there's our friends there. They're going to stick up for their fellow communists. So that's why it's a, a, a kind of a sticky situation. But you know, uh, somewhere along the line, we've got to be, we've got to step up like the Greatest Generation did, and go out on a limb and say, look, we're going to stop this. This is ludicrous. Um, we, we just can't allow this anymore. Um, uh, our moral um, obligation um, to our brother uh, a man, just mankind is to not allow the kind of suffering that goes on in places like North Korea. Those people are being severely malnourished. People die all the time there. You don't know about it because they're not going to report it. They keep all that stuff a secret. But there's people dying all the time. If a if anybody happens to um, run across a Christian from China, maybe that's over there, you know, touring, and and comes to know Christ, um, they're in danger of losing their lives, you know. So I think that you know that something's got to be done, and um, you know, if it takes a million men, fine, but. Um, I think some really strategic um, strikes of, of different sorts. You start with the least, you know, you know, first of all, he needs to go over there and try to get the rest of our Americans out of there. Whoever's there needs to get the heck out of there is all I got to say. Get our people home. If they stay, they cannot expect any help from us. Um, they need to get out. And, and that includes any spies that we may have over there whoever get them out we we don't need to be there we have other ways of gathering intelligence and we just need to we they, they need to understand that they're small fish in a big ocean anyway that's, that's well and that's what I i'm saying you know, we just destroy their capital we you know eat them up and then be done with it I mean, it's, 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 and, and I think that North Korea should be used as an example. But, you know, Dr. Culver, you're talking about 
you know, all these other nations. And, and I agree. I mean, that, and we certainly can't treat every nation the same. But, you know, when we're talking about North Korea and stuff like that, you know, you go to their capital. Heck, I mean, really, most of the people, uh, most of the people don't live in the capital anyway. I'm not saying, you know, just, you know, napalm the entire North Korea, which might not be a bad idea. I'm just kidding. But uh, halfway. But no. I'm not saying, you know, name all of North there Korea. But what, but what I'm saying is, in the, I mean, you know, you, you you basically take out their capital, you know. I mean, look what we did uh, during shock and awe. You know, that, I mean, there are people like, dude, I mean, that was pretty impressive. Uh, and, I mean, but I think we, lost, we could do the same thing to North Korea. But we lost the war in Iraq because we didn't put boots on the ground. We didn't allow the military of 250,000 Iraqi soldiers to be cross-trained back into the military. We did not put enough American forces on the ground. We initiated ISIS. We totally lost everything, millions and millions and billions of dollars of lost revenue. We have totally not conducted ourselves in a military offensive or defensive measure, and you keep bringing in the fact of North Korea's uh, holding two or three prisoners versus the major countries, and you go in and you kill populations which are have nothing to do with the regime, and you go in and you bomb and you kill the children and the women and the men, and then you start a war between North Korea, the United States, Russia, the United States, uh, China, the United States. So that system did not work in Iraq. It militarily failed. Uh, there is many, many documents and evidence shows that the way we went into Iraq was totally the wrong way. We passed through Iraq without search and seizing weapons. We allowed uh, the militants to hide their weapons and then came back after we left the country. So going in with sanctions. Well, and well, well we waited 18 years before we did the attack, though. <laughs> Not 18 years, 18 months. I mean, they, they 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 debated whether we should go in for 18 months, giving these people, you know, giving these people plenty of time to get buried in. And and I I still to this day think that they sent uh, the the weapon. I still to this day believe Iran. I'm sorry, Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. And where are they at now? I think they're in Syria. Because I had plenty well, of time are. to take that, take those WMDs and send them somewhere. And I think they sent them to Syria. We, I mean, we, we, I mean, we debated. They knew it was coming. We debated it for eighteen months. I mean, it was, it was very public, as you know. And then when when they finally did it, you know, yeah, I mean, they had the people was buried and established all over the place because they had plenty of time to prepare for it. Yeah, but you go back to the fact that NATO pulled out of Iraq when they started having offensives. That we ended up with the um, U.S. there alone. Uh, that we had no support from other countries. That we totally went in there uh, without a backup or an alternate plan. Uh, there's many documentaries showing that we did it all wrong, no matter how we went in and did it. Uh, do we have a right? to go into a country and tell them that they have to treat their people a way different than we treat our people. And this is the problem we're having today. You know, we're, we're saying because we're Americans and we're free and we're this and we're that, that all countries have to follow in our patterns. 
Well, unfortunately, that's not true. We don't have that right to go tell anybody what they did. You know, we watched millions of Jewish people die, and we only went in uh, for economic reasons after we were attacked. Uh, Otherwise, we stayed out of the wars. We have no armed forces. So I go back, you build up a strong armed forces, and you make a statement that if you capture, hurt, or go against any of our American citizens, this young man committed a criminal crime. He stole something that the government does not allow to happen. He was arrested for, for a violation of the laws of that country. We don't arrest nobody for a violation of laws in our country. People burn flags. They burn the Bible. Uh, they burn the Constitution. Uh, they, they go against the America. Our presidents are, 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 are uh, using the uh, Freemasons Bible to become president. They're using the Quran to become president. And we're allowing all these different things going on in America. We're heading to a socialism in America. Where should we be focused right now? Should we be focused on building a bigger armed forces and saying that within 48 hours, if you go against our allies or if you hurt one of our American citizens, we will move a million troops on you? I will guarantee you that people are going to rethink their strategy before they arrest an American citizen. This guy did commit a crime in that country. Should he have been arrested? The, the analysis that he had major brain damage, was it through torture? Probability. There's no answers to these questions. The, the question, though, is do we go in as the President of the United States, knowing the consequences of the other major nations that everybody's trying to tell you to go into North Korea, not looking at the big picture or the consequences? Why aren't you going into Venezuela, which is now being So what, do we China. sit on our hands, Dr. Tolbert, and do nothing and look like the cowards that we've been looking like for the past eight years? No. What you do is you build up a strong military force, you have that military force standing there, and when a country does something to an American, you go after that country. Why aren't you going into Iran? Why aren't you going into Russia? Why aren't you? You got prisoners there. You're looking at North Korea because it's a small country. Why, why aren't we? I, say, up I, a I say they. I, I say you, you. You have a country you could set an example with, and there, there would be the. What do you? I mean, so if you say, okay, well, okay, you have your million people. You have you have your million people that you can line up on somebody's border, okay. Well, what what's going to be as Obama puts it? What's going to be the red line for them to, for the, us to put in our troops? And here's the thing: if it was me, I, instead of me having a, a million boots on the ground, where there, where you know, going to have a million people get shot at, gassed, who knows what other kind of weapons they have. These people are so crazy. If they got nuclear weapons, they might nuke their own people just to say that they killed a, a million Americans. If, but if you're high above the air and you decimate their air force and you decimate their military capabilities and they, and you also do what Cindy suggested is you you know you could take I guess you could you know take out their facilities okay and you wipe them out that's my point is you and that's what I said in the article you obliterate them you obliterate them you I mean because if you're gonna have a, a million people standing on board and what does it matter if you don't have you what's gonna matter if you don't use them and my contention I- is. 
is instead of using people, you know, lined up on a border with what rifles. I mean, the, you, you you use planes and you use bombs, and that you can have less casualties on ours. But the possibility of less casualties on our side. Go ahead, Cindy. Yeah, but we we proved in Vietnam well, that bombs did not work. We proved in Iraq bombing did not work. Well, but, well, because they did it half-assed. Now, they should just napalm all the, the whole damn thing. Go ahead, Cindy. Because I, 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 I think our, our napalming efforts and bombing efforts, I think they were done half-assed. That's what I think. I think they didn't do the I – don't, I don't think they used the full capabilities uh, in order to do it. I mean, if you totally I, wiped out, you know, you totally wiped out the, and, and, and leveled, the, leveled the place, where are the people going to hide? Go ahead, Cindy. Okay, well, here's the thing. All these guys with their, you know, you know, remember, their saber unfortunately, rattles, real, real quick, Cindy. Remember, unfortunately, it was a nuclear weapon that totally devastated two cities that ended World War II. And how many millions of people's lives were saved because of Nagasaki and Hiroshima? How many, how many millions of people's lives were saved because those two cities were obliterated? Sucks. Hey, I'm not a hawk, but the thing, I'd rather spend our money and treasure and time on our space program. Okay? But the well, thing is, is we've been, we've been having continuous war for decades now. When, what, what are we going to do to make it stop? Go ahead, Cindy. Remember, though, that we didn't have smart bombs back then. We, all we had was the, the kind of stuff that, you know, obliterates a lot of people, um, innocent people. Nowadays, we have things that we, very smart bombs, that obliterate only what we want them to. And you see, the thing is, these people all operate. The the the, the um, communist nations are run by oligarchies, and they are in power because they have all the money. Okay, if you take away their power, I mean their money, you take away their power. And you actually give their people a chance to raise up against them. And I think we need to be giving the people the opportunity to raise up against their own governments. And you can do that. But do they by, do that, Cindy? Like, <laughs> do well, they ever do up. it? They, well, they yeah. can't because they have too much. They have too much military strength to go against right now. It's just like if we were to go up against our government, what real chance would we have? Uh, unless we got part of our military behind us. But here's the thing. If you take away their airport, I mean their um, their air force, you take away their ships, I mean you have to do it. It has to be a strategic thing. You take away all their money. You take away everything that gives them money in their pockets. And then, I mean, and here's when you do it. You do it when Russia shoots down a Syrian a plane, okay? Why is Russia allowed to to shoot down a Syrian plane, but we're not, okay? Why is it they get away with anybody they want to shoot down, whether it's a, a passenger liner or whether it's a military jet? It doesn't really matter. Why are they allowed to go marching into Ukraine and take over um, area and, and not the even Crimea. have to answer to that? Okay, why are they, why are they allowed to take over the Crimea and and we don't and nobody can argue with that. Nobody has anything to say about it. When they do stuff like that, they should understand that that opens the door for us to go over there and do stuff in Korea or wherever else we feel necessary, whether it's Iraq, Iran, Korea. It's the where the people that are bothering us right now are not Russians, they're not Chinese. 
but they're funded and supported by Russians and Chinese and and oil magnets and people like that, okay? So you have to take the money away. You have to take a bit away their ability to fight against their own people, and then the people will probably find the courage to come up against them. And if they don't, well, you've at least um, pushed back their ability to come at you, okay? If they don't have a nuclear bomb to wave in your face, then, you know, that's gone. That worry is gone. Let them talk and let them yell and let them scream all they want, okay? But if if they, as long as they are sitting there on nuclear weapons and they're allowed to test and test and test and test and nobody stops it, then they're going to get everything they want. They can do whatever they want to people who visit them. And they can just stand around glowing and basking in their glory um, of how great I am because I'm the, I'm the mighty ruler. I'm the dictator of a tiny little nation of people who are scrimping and can't even eat. The only people that eat well are military. If they can't pay their military, maybe the military will turn against their government and take care of the situation. Yeah, but, so, but, there's been, but there's been hope for that for years, Cindy, and it's never happened. I mean, we've been dealing with this for a very never, long time. But it's because no one like the United States has been there to back them up. What did we do when that Tiananmen Square thing happened? What did we do? We just sat there and watched it. Why didn't we support that guy? Why didn't we send diplomats over there to say, look, let this guy alone. Let let him let him have a, you know, a little bit of leeway here. But no. We said nothing. Absolutely not. I was there. And do you know not a soul around me knew that that was even happening? My interpreter didn't know. None of the people that we were with didn't know. And nobody knew it. That was that was totally uh, encapsulated there in in that city. They don't let stuff get out like that. It's all controlled by the government. So it's if we had done something about that, that it, everything could be different in China right now. If we supported the people in. Iraq or Iran, um, and and let them let the people do the job. If we supported Venezuela instead of our banks going over there and buying their bonds, are you kidding me? Goldman Sachs buys millions of dollars worth of bonds and hope props up that illegal, horrible government. I mean, why, why didn't someone step in and say Goldman Sachs? Sorry, you can't do that. You know why were there no sanctions against them? Because they because were owned Goldman by Sachs, the Catholic Church. Because, no, because, because the Goldman Sachs. Yeah, the owned right. by the Catholic. That's why they didn't do nothing. Exactly. Because Goldman Sachs and a lot of these others, the Vatican actually owns these major companies, and they're investing into these countries to bring in what they want, and they're not exactly. caring because. 
they we don't know the entire situation of the Illuminati's and the Jesuits and you know how these are all playing and what's going on. So there's a bigger exactly. picture to all. No, I, I see the bigger picture. That was my point. Exactly, and that's I agree exactly with why, that. That's, that's exactly why, why they're getting away with it. And that's why we need to take on Venezuela right now. Everybody's worried about North Korea. You have Venezuela with millions and millions of Venezuelans starving to death. You have them in this country. You have them in other countries. And we need to be in Venezuela right now. I'm, I'm a big advocate of the problems in Venezuela and, and in Cuba and I, we're not protecting our own borders. We're letting Russia and China take over these countries. Russia and China is sitting in the Dominican Republic. They're sitting in um, a lot of these other places. Uh, it's a real problem. Can you hear me? I have, uh, yeah, I have friends in Venezuela, and and they um, they they used to be on. They're they're still on Facebook. That's my friend. My, well, I'm not going to say her name, but one of my friends that is on Facebook. She started out before this revolution having, I don't know, hundreds of people on her site. And hundreds of people would um, talk and, and, you know, when, you know they sort of, um, they had Cindy, a, a revolt. Robert, Robert just tried calling me. Robert, are you there? Yeah, it was an accident. It was an accident, Dr. Colbert. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was concerned. Yeah, I was wondering. My phone started ringing. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> so it looked like it was an uh, accident. Because sometimes we lose you. He might have. He probably thought we were about. We had lost you or something. Okay. Right. Sorry about that. No. Okay. But well, I, so anyway, I exactly what you're saying because you know back in January this year, God put me in Venezuela and we took on two thousand churches, and we're working with people that are in Colombia, uh, Cuba, um, the different islands. Uh, they're in Puerto Rico. They're in. Uh, Dominic Republic, they're in the United States, and they can't go home. People are starving. People are dying. We had a Russian that challenged me. He's in Washington, D.C. He's a Russian communist that says all Christians in America should be killed. I mean, here's a guy by name on Facebook that is saying all Americans that are Christians should be killed, and we're doing nothing against this guy, and he's making a statement that Venezuela and Cuba, there's no starving families, there's nobody dying, and, and you know, and why isn't the Homeland Security, why isn't uh, the uh, Congress declared uh, the illegal immigrants invaders because Homeland Security is illegal under the Constitution until Congress uh, passes a law and declares that the illegal immigrants are invaders. Why aren't we going in protecting the people that are in America in the countries that they're in? Why are we not doing anything and setting up a course of action and defending our own borders? Why aren't we building up a bigger ground force? And I agree with Robert that you have to go and strategically attack certain areas. I agree that you take out the ships that are sending goods to China and to Russia, because the goods from North Korea are stabilizing the economies in China and in Russia, uh, the big prison camps in Russia. Many people don't know that, that the prison camps are all North Koreans. So there's a bigger picture, and there's no doubt we have to do something. 
But we need to start right here in our own home, our own backyard, you know, our own people. Our, you know, we're letting these islands to be taken over. The schools, we have the largest number of Chinese charter schools in Florida than any other state. We have the largest number of mosques, Islam, and the taking over. We have a degree of our mayors that are, uh, that are Muslims in uh, different states. We have all these issues going on, and we've taken no action on a treasonable document, document in the United States, and we're focusing on three people in a country without focusing on all of the problems we have. So when the president of the United States takes a stand, his first stand has to be against our own Congress. It then needs to build up the armed forces. It then needs to defend the borders. It then needs to go into the surrounding islands. And then it needs to say, I can put boots on the ground and I can take out everything you have within 24 hours. And if you don't believe me, test me. And if they test him, you do it. You do it one time, you don't have that problem again because nobody's going to come well, up and that, against you. And, and, and Dr. Poor, uh Dr. Tolbert, and, and I, you just made you just made my my point, I think, or at least in part. And, and then we're going to move to the next segment. Uh, is that, and that's what I mean. To, I mean about either North Korea, Afghanistan, or uh, Iran. You know, if, if we do, if we just do that to one of those countries, what I suggested, you know, you, you take out their, their their capital city, you just wipe it out, and say, you know, you're 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 not going to have to do it again. You do it once. And you say, hey, look, you go to the rest of the world, say, you know what, they're threatening us with nuclear weapons, they're killing our citizens, you know, you know, you say we're, we're justified in doing this, and then say, and then you're only, as I said, you're going to have to do it, only have to do it once, you, 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 then these rogue nations, I think, will fall in line, like, yeah, I mean, they used to fear us, they don't fear us anymore, because they know they could just do what they want to do with impunity, and all we're going to be is put, you know, Supported economic sanctions on them, and all this talk and all this diplomatic pressure. Well, let me ask you this: Where what is all this pressure? What has it done? It's done absolutely nothing. What have these sanctions and stuff done? Well, really, they haven't done anything. They're still doing it. And the only way that they're going to do it is to wipe people out. And and Cindy, you talk about, and I'm going to close things out for this this section here, and then we're going to move on to the next uh, next topic. And, and you know, and Cindy, you know, if the people start. They, they might. You want the the people to start look. You know, here's the thing. Here's my point. If you just blow up the government and you just blow up government installations, and as I said in in that article, I you know, you of course you want to see the the less civilian casualties, the better. I agree with you 100. percent However, things in my opinion have gotten so bad as Dr. Tolbert has pointed out. Because it's not just these countries. It's everywhere. It's all over the place. We've got so many people and so many things around the world. Because they do stuff with impunity because I know really the United States ain't going to do shit. Excuse my French because we're not in Bard's Logic After Dark yet. But they're not. We've shown it at least in the past eight years. And I would say even longer that we haven't done anything. Not, not really. That's why I said in the beginning of that article. Again, we haven't seen any type of attacks like that. Since shocked at all with Iraq, regardless of how it ended up, right? I mean, that's the last time I think we really showed our military force, and I think it's time to do it again. And I think doing a shock and all it really isn't enough. That's why I brought up, you know what, we just carpet bomb the whole city. 
it does suck that we'll have to t- that there would be you know collateral damage. I don't like that either. But Cindy, you mentioned this is my point I'm trying to get to. Cindy, you mentioned the people coming up and rising up. If you just destroy somebody's government, they're not going to rise up. They're just not going to do it. They're going to say, look, not only is our government people getting killed, we are. They've got to be motivated enough to go up against their government and say, look, these, these people, you know, now we're getting killed because these people can't, you know, control themselves. I, I, I hate the, the thought of that, but, I mean, I think it's gotten so bad, unfortunately, we're going to have to have war-weary people again, like we did in World War II. We're like, look, enough is enough. We've had it. Well, Robert, they are rising up in Venezuela. That's the thing. If our government They're, step in yeah. and keep people like Goldman Sachs from helping, from propping up that government, they could have taken them down. We We – they had a good chance of uh, getting their country back for the second time in the last few years, by the way. Okay? The first well, time. elections in we Iraq. Look, we're Iraq my, girlfriend, my girlfriend was kidnapped during the first time and yeah. and because she was one of their leaders. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm just praising the Lord. It was a miracle that she even got released. And now yeah. and there, there she is stuck back there again. And we need to be helping those people. Yeah, and Cindy, you know the only people that are protesting now are the women because the men are now being paid by the Chinese government to be part of the army, and the family of the men are being fed and clothed, and the rest of the population are not being fed to clothes. So with my thousand-plus contacts, and I'm well aware of what you're talking about, there is a uprising within the country, and I have predicted uh, that six months ago uh, that this would be established, and within six to eight months, the president of Venezuela will be taken out of the country, and I deal with all over the world, and Venezuela has to be a key thing that America needs to get involved in. And I've even submitted a letter to President Trump that he allows me to be the ambassador to Venezuela because I believe I can change that whole spectrum. The churches in Venezuela did nothing prior to my getting involved in January. Now all the churches finally in Venezuela have come together and are coming up against the government. And this is where we're at in America. Our churches but it's like are not- you say. But it's like you say, it's down to the women now. My exactly. my friend and her friends are the ones that are putting this all, uh, they're doing all they can as women. But what can a woman do, you know? Well, that's the whole thing. We go back to Ruth in the Bible, don't we? She led yeah. armies. So that Mary Here, Magdalene yes, right. led, led our armies. So, you know, the women are, are going to be the leaders in these countries. I deal with them on a daily basis. Uh, we're going to watch the transitions, the men and the younger generations. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing what's happening with the children. I'm seeing what's happening. And so my concern is in a country not North Korea, uh, which has three hostages, uh, because of the fact there's greater problems than just those three hostages. And although we need to go in and say you're holding three Americans, if a person commits a criminal act, why do we have the authority to say 
you have to release the person for a criminal act. This young man committed a criminal act. Should okay, okay, and, and that's what I'm, Dr. Tolbert, with all due respect, and I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to stop you. I don't give a flying fart, and that's not the word I wanted to use. And I'm not being trying to be disrespectful to you or my audience, but this is where my anger is going to come up in ire. Okay, I don't give a damn if the guy stole a freaking poster. That's freaking ridiculous for them to give a person. I don't give a flying whatever, where they're, what, where they're at, what kind of crime it is. You don't give somebody 15 years hard labor. Okay, they gave the guy – think, think about it, and I'm not saying you have it, but they gave him 15 years of hard labor for stealing a poster. And 17 months later – that 17 months later, okay, that's what? What, what percent is that is of a sentence? The guy is dead. So st- because he stole a poster, he deserved to die? Oh, well, you know what? It's his own fault? No. No, it's not. You don't treat Americans or, frankly, anyone else that way. You don't send somebody to – and you know what? They probably treated that, him that way, Dr. Tolbert, and this is why I'm so pissed off, and John will get you into the show. Okay, is they have prisoners from other countries, and I like to see how they treat them. I'm saying the reason they probably abused this kid the way that they did was because he was an American, and we can't stand for that. 17 months to his his sentence, he's dead. I don't care if he stole a poster. My God, there's people here who murder people. They murder people, Dr. Tolbert, as you know, and they don't get 15 years. Because we could say, oh, well, but we're in America – and, and, that's, and, and that's North Korea. That's their law system. I don't give a flying hell what your freaking law system is, okay? And, uh, because you, have, you, don't yeah. give, I don't, you don't give somebody 15 years hard labor, and you don't treat them when they come back to their country 17 months after they're convicted, and they're dead. He's dead, Dr. Tolbert, dead for stealing Rob, a freaking poster. I, I, that's absolutely no, ridiculous. No, I agree Robert. with you, Rob. In California, in a couple states, you commit three petty crimes and you get life in prison. So in America, we're doing the exact same thing, three petty crimes. Are they dead? Are they dead? Are we torturing them? Are they dead from lack of oxygen to their brain? We are actually in our prison system, and I do prison ministry. We are actually in our prison system not taking care of the people and if we would bring back the draft, if we would take people under these acts in a country, and I agree with you, there is no reason the person should have died. I agree with you on everything you're saying about the problem. I don't disagree with you that we should not go in to North Korea. I don't disagree with you that we should not strike certain areas in North Korea. I agree with everything you're saying. But what I'm saying, the picture is so big that we're not looking at it, and we need a bigger armed forces that we can go on. You know, my article. Well, I agree with you with that on that. Well, yeah, and I agree with that, and and that's that's my point as well, and I agree with you on that. There are so many. There are so many. We've got to start somewhere, and I think North Korea is the place to start. Now, I wanted to go into the the other topic, but first we've got John on the line. Uh, John on the line, and he may want to, and I believe he probably does. And Kelly, we see you there as well. Just push the number one on your number dial and ready to get in. Um, John wants to make a comment of that, and then hopefully we'll be able to get to uh, our next segment. Our third segment kind of wraps up everything 
uh, together anyway. So even if we, we, we go over, which we, we, we generally do uh, with, with, with our topic, we could do that. But let's go ahead and bring in John. Uh, and, and I appreciate I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to anybody. Just, this kind of stuff just really just gets me mad. And it just, cause I'm, hey, Robert. Cause hey, here's Robert. The thing. It just, it just, Robert. We're, we're seeing the same things happen. Really taking think. Think. <laughs> what? Tell us how you really feel about it, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's, you know, and, 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 I do have your mic over, John, but real quick, and, you know, you're right. But here's and, and just like with the, uh, you know, with with immigration, this is why I couldn't stand Hillary Clinton and, and, and the politicians of today. We've been talking about the same damn issues for the past forty years. You know, we should be on our way to Mars by now, but you know, but we're not because we're, we have to worry about all this military crap because we haven't taken care of it we're taking care of people in our country who we shouldn't have to I, 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 when, when I heard Trump say this is one of the reasons why I jumped on the Trump train and frankly I don't give a damn about when I just get out of callous but there's a big part of me who doesn't give a damn about the rest of the world I care about America I'm America first you know, because we, I think we are and you know, have been and still are the greatest country in the world and we're going to lose that and if you guys, if people care about the rest of the world, they better care what happens to the United States because if the United States fall, that's it. That's it, folks. Anyway, go ahead, John. Well, I think everybody does care about the United States who's an American citizen unless they are immigrants that came from another country and they never really assimilated to America. That's part of what I think we have to be concerned in, in addition to everything you guys have been talking about. We have to realize, or it's my opinion, that I have to look back and realize that, hey, for the last 100 years, we've been allowing so much immigration into our country, immigrants here in America, that, oh, you know, like, for example, you're, we're bombing and doing some stuff in the Middle East. Now some of the Americans in America are so hacked off about it. What was the deal just the other day, not even two, three days ago? The guy said that he's – no, wait, it was just yesterday, I think. He stabbed the police officer and said, this is for you bombing in Syria and blah, blah, this and that. Well, that's because we have to be considered that these other countries – and you guys already know this, so it's nothing new. It's just because it hadn't been said during this conversation that I wanted to bring it up because we don't know who's going to be listening to this later, and I think it's most important that we're thinking about the people listening as well as the people on the call just talking. But um, we have all these people around the world that might have different ties with North Korea. How are they tied with North Korea? And if we go in there and eradicate North Korea, are we going to make them mad? Because we may have North Koreans here in America that came from there, that they have family over there. And if we bomb them out, like, you know, just eradicate the whole country or whatnot, or even just parts of the country. Well, are we are we going to Pyongyang, upset yeah. enough people here in America that they're going to start bombing stuff here in America just to out of getting back at us? So I mean, that's just a concern that I wanted to be a part of the conversation. Well, and, and we'll keep your mic mic on, John. But the, the thing is, is, so does that mean we we're going to be paralyzed with fear? We can't do anything. We can't react. We can't do anything. You know, just, just like no, in the drive it's not a matter all the time. of fear. It's a matter of using our brain to make sure that we've calculated what it's the cost are going to be to finish the fight in the right way, as opposed to do it the wrong way, like we did with 
Iraq and Syria so far. We did it all in the wrong way, and we borrowed. I agree because we didn't obliterate them. That's what we should have done. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, but I'm just saying we have to take into consideration over the last 100 or 70 years, we've been actually immigrating these people from these other countries into America. They are within the – they are citizens here now. And now back when we bombed Nagasaki and, and Hiroshima, we didn't have the, as many of those kind of people that were immigrants in our country as much as we, we had do today. We don't kind of Japanese today. here. I mean, you remember the internment camps? I know we did, but I'm saying since then till now, we've added millions upon millions of more um, immigrants from all over the country into this country, and they're not assimilating. Most Americans back during Hiroshima and Nagasaki were assimilated to our country. They're not today. That's why we have factions within our country that are doing these bombings around here and there and throwing a fit over junk that we're doing elsewhere in the nation. The Democrats, even the ones that's born here, they're protesting about the wars and this and that because they think it was done wrong. And, I mean, I, I was not a warmonger. I told people, hey, we don't need to be going over there and borrowing trouble in Iraq when we were getting ready to go in there. And people, you know, talked down at me about it and stuff. And I was like, well, hey, you know, if you go in there, you're going to be stirring up a bee's nest and you better make sure you got all your ducks in a row. And actually, I don't know. I'm not in the military and in those upper-level intelligence briefings to know all the details of what's going around, going on around the world to be a strategic military person. But the simple fact of it is that there are people in our government and in our military that have a lot better view of this. Jerry Boykin, I mean, you can name off tons of them that understand this stuff tons better than we do. And I'm just saying... Yeah, we do have to be more um, thoughtful and considerate in how we go about doing these things. Otherwise, we're going to just borrow more trouble like we've already had. And you're right, though. We could just go bomb them off the face of the planet of the Earth. But have we already um, you know, immigrated so many people from different parts of the country that are against that kind of stuff now that they're going to even stir up more stuff from the people who are Citizens yeah, what's America the answer? To, you, the, uh, what's now? the answer? I've given it. That, that's my solution to obliterate them. You know, I mean, yeah, well, and there may be some, you're right, and, and the people around here could get mad, and they and they'll do what they'll they'll do, you know, and then you'll de- you'll deal with that. I mean, what's the answer? To, and that's why I bring back: do we do we do we do nothing? Do we, uh, Robert, you know, just sit on Robert, our thumbs or? We got to do something. That's why you're having this conversation. Don't go to the extreme right. that we do nothing. We all are going to talk this out. What should we do? To have these civil deliberations to figure it out. You entertained the idea of completely bombing them off the face of the planet, and I think um, Cindy and and um, Dr. Tolbert have said, well, that's you know that's a great idea, but let's be a little bit more cautious and more calculating to make sure that when we finish this thing, we have more friends than enemies because we've already started too much stuff. But anyway, it's good conversation. Just take it in with a grain of salt, and we'll work it out. Get your mic on. Go. No, go ahead, Cindy. Robert, before you change, let me just say this one thing too, because. Um, John does have a, a point here that, um, and, and Dr. Tolbert also uh, knows this very well, that there are people within this country that we need to we need to fight our own battle right here on this soil 
to get the corruption out of our government and out of our um, illegal immigrant system. We need to take care of those things before we're strong enough to deal with somebody as big as Russia or China. We have so much corruption uh, in, in Washington right now. If you just look at what's going on right now with this, this special counsel and everything, it's like a study in oh, corruption. It's a nut. What's going on. Oh, certainly. And, and so, and, and, you know, I haven't been here the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, totally, it's stuff going on in my family. But I've been wanting so bad to, to, to comment on that, and I hope you'll give me a chance later on tonight to do that. But unless Trump can get the swamp drained and we get some corruption out of our government, unless we can – have you ever seen that movie Salt with Angelina Jolie? I have she's to admit, a, I have a, not. Okay, well, she's yes, a sleeping. Sir. She's a she's a sleeping Russian uh Russian, um, uh, what do you call them? They're sleepers, you know. And and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they get activated, and they do something that's in the plan for like years and years, right? Um, I believe we have Russian operatives, Chinese operatives, um. Muslim operatives, um, I believe we have people in this country, thousands and thousands of them, just ready to pounce. And and you're seeing little bits and pieces of it with the fringes um, of the more, the less organized um, members of their, you know, little parties are coming, are coming out of the woodwork and doing these little, um, you know, like the London bombings and stuff like that. They're doing all these little mini attacks, okay? And I think it's a testing of the waters and a testing to see what they can get away with um, and a testing to see what works. Um, it's a kind of an experimentation going on right now for a much bigger, um, it's like a dress rehearsal, for a big program, a big program. And some of it could even be coordinated with the communists because basically Islam is a government and it is a dictatorship, oligarchy type of communist government, uh, very similar. And I think it would be um, very compatible for them to work together. That's the reason they are aligned uh, and, and Russia shares their you know nuclear secrets with them. However... If we don't get all of that settled here in the United States first, um, we cannot expect to be strong enough if we go overseas. Our military is so skinny right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want us to do anything major right now that um, could could set off any kind of a, a world war or something like that. We just don't. We're not ready for that. We need to get our strength. It's like a sick person deciding to go into the ba- uh, into the boxing ring with Muhammad Ali or somebody. You know, <laughs> we gotta we gotta strengthen ourselves. We have to um, we have to fix our immune system. We have to you know get ourselves stronger, work out our muscles, lose the fat, and and then we can talk about um, putting on muscle um, with our military strengthening that, and then talking about strategies of, you know, 
real real big strength, like the kind of stuff you're talking about, Robert. But um, when when we have all these problems right here in our own country, it makes us impotent. And I wouldn't want to even try to do anything like that right now. But I'm hoping that, see, here's the problem with these, these um, hearings and the special counsel and everything that's going on now. This is all a big diversion. This is a diversion to keep you from thinking about the things that you, Trump wants you to be thinking about, the things that you should be thinking about. It's got you thinking about this. And and this was a, a favorite strategy of the Obama administration. In fact, he even allowed trouble in his own administration just so that he could go from one um, a one horrible thing to the next and keep us um, off task, keep us from looking at what he was really doing behind the scenes and just looking at all these corruption scandals one after the other. And and that's exactly what they're going to try to do now during Trump's administration. It's just keep those scandals going and going so that we can't actually focus on the things that Trump promised he would do. Um, and yeah. that's the reason it's, it's so important that this health care situation um, doesn't just go flying by us while we're still sitting here listening to special counsel crap. You know, we, we they're try, they're, they've taken a a, play, a, a page from the playbook of the Democrats, and they're trying to get this, the Senate is trying to pass their health care in secret, just like Pelosi did. And um, Yeah, I've, I've been hearing about that, and yeah, now they're trying to get is, their secret stuff this is going still on. Not a, this is still not a repeal, people. This is still not a repeal. And until they give me a bill that says repeal then I'm not going to support any of it. And I have told, told my House member, um, my representative, and my my senators. Cindy. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible that the globalists, all the globalists, Democrat, Independent, and Republican, are colluding with each other against Trump in order to make sure that all of this media stuff is in our face so that way they can do stuff behind Trump's back because they got him distracted and us distracted because when I watch C-SPAN telling you they're consolidating power passing bills like crazy people say our Congress is doing nothing they don't know what they're talking about our Congress is doing a lot of stuff and I think I'm just curious if you kind of see that too in what you were saying that the globalists are basically colluding with each other Democrat, Independent, and Republican, in order to keep Trump off off balance and us distracted, so they can do this stuff. Do you, what do you that's think? That's why I'm. That's why I'm with Ann Coulter. She says, "Cut the whole thing off. Stop this special prosecution. Say, look, there's been no evidence. We're going to stop this, and then you start firing people. File all these people. You got Mueller has hired more Democrats to come in there and increase the deep state." Right under mm-hmm. Trump's note, we need to get rid of all those people. Trump needs to start firing. Hey, you're fired. You're fired. He's so good at saying you're fired. He needs to be saying you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> you're out of here. Right. You're out of here. You're out of here. And get rid of this Cindy, crap. Right. was the one that helped him get the crappy cat that he's got now with all the globalists. I mean, that was one of oh, the Oh, I know. Was, I never agree with Priebus as a... Uh, 
you know, as the chief of staff. I, I want to, you know, heck, I want Gingrich to be vice president, but he, we know what we've got. I mean, I don't dislike Pence, but anyway, per se. But, um, but yeah, so we got, uh, you know, I, no, I, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I, I think, I think Gingrich would have been much better than chose- I'm really figure I'm having a hard time figuring out why he chose Priebus, knowing Trevis Priebus was just a an arm of the the Rhino GOP, the the globalist GOPs. They they're they're oh, all yeah. Illuminati. He's part and parcel of them. Why does Trump not does Trump not um recognize them because he is himself a Mason? He just can't imagine that somebody else you know that they're that the Masons could actually be that devious, um, that that they could have that much planning going on that he doesn't know about. This is he really naive, or what is really going on here? Is he taking a dive on purpose? You know, I have to wonder these questions. These things have big meaning for me. And and like I said, he promised to drain the swamp, and all he's done is allow the swamp to get slimier and slitherier, slitherier, and he even put the swamp in control of the special counsel who's after him. Oh, I and know. then tweeted about I, it. I, 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 don't, I, I don't get that. I do not get that at all. <sighs> yeah, Brad, I do not get that at all. This is Dr. Tolbert. Can I make a comment? Thank oh, yeah, you. go ahead. Yeah, Cindy, did you know that my resume was done a background investigation by John DeStefano and that I'm being reviewed to take over several of these positions in the White House? And that, Which in one? fact, they are determining what part of the uh, staff that would allow a outside opinion from people that are not Democrats and Republicans and that within the next couple of weeks, I will be sitting with the president and John DiStefano, and that they have determined to drain the swamp that they need to bring no party-affiliated individuals with my background, doctor of education, you know, military background, and, and the fact that I have a vast view, and that we write letters directly to the president and to John DiStefano and that we're very heavily involved in in what you're talking about. And we go into the fact there are 50 million illegal immigrants in America, and the sleeper cells that you are talking about is absolutely a fact that there are many of them throughout the United States that are not being reviewed. So the viewpoint I have is a, is a bigger picture than a certain individuals may have, I see things from a higher perspective because I've been given great discernment, but I just want to make you aware of the fact that here's an individual that submitted a resume back in January, and the president and his, and, and John DeStefano did a background investigation on me, and my file and folder is uh, now being determined uh, what position that would best enhance uh, the Americans, and I'd kind of like you take you back to Eli and Elijah and Samuel and people in the Bible that God assigns a individual to work with the Pharaoh and the kings in order to change the direction of that country. And there are men and women like myself that are going to be part of the Trump administration, and we are 
going to stand in there and we are going to make a difference. And even though people may not realize the power that you have as an individual in America, that uh, the president of the United States and uh, John DeStefano, even though there's some background information that we can get into about either or, uh, is taken in consideration. They did not take my resume and throw it away. They responded to it in a personal letter. We're, we're communicating directly. So I just want people to know that there is a major change and shakeup you're going to see by November uh, in the White House, and there are going to be people that you've never heard of such as myself, be doing things. And I'm, I'm excited about the fact that Donald Trump is more aware of what's going on than we think he is. Well, you know what? All I can say is praise God. I hope that somebody like you and a whole bunch like you, Dr. Tolbert, get in there. That would really um, boost my morale. It would boost my confidence in what was going on up there. And, you know, I have heard under undercurrents just like what you said i have heard several people now come out and say things just like what you said to look for huge changes uh as early as october is what i heard um and so i'm that i'm waiting on that i'm hoping i'm praying for that but hey bob you know with dr tolbert uh being um uh and oh, I guess he's being background checked. They're probably we really do have NSA Bob listening in on the show. <laughs> <laughs> NSA Bob's uh, definitely with us tonight. <laughs> hey NSA Bob, I, I, I <laughs> glad to see you, buddy. Yeah, I was married to a woman that was working with the NSA many years ago, and there's no doubt in my mind I'm always been reviewed by the NSA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take what you said and I'm gonna be hopeful about it, okay, kiddo? And I'm gonna keep praying. Boy, I yeah. just really hope. Well, hey, listen, if you do get a job in there, are you gonna forget about us, Doctor Tolbert? No, I'm. <laughs> hey, this, thing I, this is I your wonder, personal counsel, Doctor Tolbert. No, no, I think the key is that I I have said that I want three things. I want a staff of my own of six people. I want an office with a window. And I want a million dollars for my staff, and I want expenses to cover what we're going to do. I want to start with the investigation of the Congress, of the governors. Uh, We have 1.5 million Cubans that came into America. We're talking about sending 50,000 Haitians back home. I want an investigation of all of the senators. Uh, I think that we have... Uh, cells and operators that are now part of the government that we have not investigated completely. I think we need to get back into the fact that the American people have to support the Constitution, that the Bible was the reason of the 13 states to establish. Uh, I come in there from a viewpoint that I'm being assigned by God, not by man. Uh, God told me in January when I sent my resume in, that Donald Trump is the president so that I could do my job. And then I get a response, you know, which is a very unusual thing. And it was a personal response. And I was not asked, what can I do for my country? I was asked by John DeStefano, what can he do for me to make sure that I got where I needed to be in that organization at the White House? 
So, you know, God is in support of America. God's hand is on America. Um, I have degrees in theology as well as education. I understand the Constitution. I would never allow anything of the United States to do that breached the Tenth Amendment. I would downsize the federal government back to the 17, 18 items under the Constitution. I would have the, uh, I, I wrote articles against the climate control agenda 21. Trump removed himself within two months after our articles were written, why and how and the impact of it. Uh, I am against the Canadian pipeline. It has not been removed yet. Uh, there are many things that I am aware of that I write letters directly. We filed charges against the Supreme Court for the violation of first tenth and fourteenth. Uh, I'm working with Roy Moore, who is a senator running for Senate. Uh, we are we we are sitting here in the background, and people don't realize that you as an individual, if you file letters to your Senate, if you file letters to the Supreme Court, if you write letters directly to the president through John DeStefano, if you do these things, you can bring America back in as one individual. Don't let yourself think that you don't have the power because in the Constitution, it says we the people. That means we are responsible, not the political arenas. And I know John would get very much involved in the fact that the equality of one individual over the powers of the politicians. So stand up and say amen, because confirmation means I agree with God, and God's going to do it, and you have a discernment in spirit, and God will do it. Well, then I agree. I agree, and in, in, uh, I believe that God will do something then. Hey, where do you uh, think you would best be um, usable there? Where, in what capacity? I, I really believe that if Donald Trump has meetings with anybody, myself and my editor should be part of that audience. And that upon completion of any and all meetings that I should be able to sit down and advise the president of the United States, the constitutional value and how the picture looks from a big standpoint, because we see things on an international scale and its impact of the education production and um, the uh, uh, building up of the military. I believe the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I, I believe that we need to reorganize it. Uh, and I, I believe that I could be put into positions such as the Joint Chiefs of Staff, as, such as Special Counselor. Um, I could go in and I could do away with the Department of Education. I could restructure the Veterans Administration. I write many articles to the Department of VA. I write articles on the Common Core. I wrote the first articles back in 2007. I have a doctorate degree in education. Um, I can go in and spend two months in any one place and totally change the structure. I have degrees in organizational effectiveness. Um, so I would think that you put me someplace for a month here and I change and restructure. You put me here for a month. You let me sit a setting as special counselor. Uh, I think that's what they're looking at because they, in their response and their letter to me, it basically goes in that direction. Um, I think there's uh -oh. well, we lost his call. Hopefully, he's able to uh, call call back. Um, uh, with Boy, I hope we will say see. Bob did cut him off. <laughs> Hear me? Yeah, he just tried. Yeah, he just tried calling me. Um, I and I can't really accept calls while I'm on the 
uh, on the line. Um, and so, you know, now, now, Cindy, I'm sure you've, you've – it's kind of been a good segue uh, into our, you know, our next – we've kind of actually been in our second segment. Uh, but, of course, we see the victim now. There's Dr. Tolbert. We'll bring it back in. Uh, but, of course, we want to get in and talk about the uh, the GOP victory in, in Georgia. Now, while, you know, a Republican winning in Georgia is probably not a big deal, uh, what is a big deal is how much money uh, the Democrats spent to, to try to get that seat and failed, and also that uh, the Republicans uh, won – all, you know, all five of the special four elections. Yeah, I, I thought it was five for five. Yeah, I think it's five for five now with Georgia. And so, uh, you know, yeah. And so, I mean, I think, you know, maybe the the media needs to wake up and see that, you know, all this trying to go up against uh, uh, Donald Trump isn't, you know, President Trump isn't really working because, you know, even with all this so-called controversy and everything of that nature, uh, Republicans are still winning. But anyway, let's go ahead and bring in Dr. Tolbert back. Uh, welcome back, sir. Yeah, I don't know what happened. NSA disconnected me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I, I was afraid I, of. I, I do marriage counseling all over the world, and I tell uh, the NSA they need to monitor this because they're having their own family problems. And so, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that goes back to the fact that my church is about uh, uh, one man at a time, bring men back into, and we celebrated Mother's Day and we celebrated Father's Day, but we never celebrate Mother's Father's Day. And so I made a point of the fact that America has lost its position in the world because we no longer have two parents in a household. And so yeah. when it gets back into the position you know, I came from a family where two of my sisters committed suicide. You know, my father and mother were alcoholics. I come from a very, very strange background. But I, I'm kind of biblically, you know, where I go through things. So you cannot say to me, well, you've never experienced it. So how can you talk about it? Because I've had bombs and mortar rounds fall between my legs. I've had to shoot people in Vietnam. I've had to destroy tunnels. I was in Iran when we were trying to take the people out of the embassy from our embassy that were captured. So I've been involved in so many things in my life that, you know, and and we're going to get into the fact it was $1 for every $8 spent by the Democrats to elect a person they could not elect and that how tens of millions of people are supporting Donald Trump and not the Democrats, but remember the Democrats is a lead into the Communist Party, and so you got to get back into the fact we filed an antitrust violation against Republicans and Democrats, and there's a lawsuit sitting in the federal government that I filed three years ago uh, for the coalition of the two political parties undermining the Constitution. So we we have to get into the fact that, yes, the Republican won, and I think it was four out of four, John, uh, Robert. I, I don't know where the five come from because I've never heard the number five uh, seats uh, so far, but you could be correct, and I missed one also. But the point is that money doesn't buy the votes anymore. What's buying the votes is the people, and these people have come to the conclusion they don't want uh, the Democrats in charge after what's happened the last eight years. 
So she won not because she was better or more qualified. She may have well been, but she won because nobody wants a Democrat in power anymore. Well, let's let's pray that um, people continue to not be swayed by these investigations and that they will have their eyes wide open and they will see what we can see here on this show. Um, John Kelly, Robert, Dr. Tolbert, Cindy, Susan, all of us have our eyes open and we see what they're trying to get away with. We see what they're doing. We know what those um, special counsel is all about um, what, we're, what we all have to be praying Is that God is opening the eyes Of the normal everyday people The blue collar worker The Democrat with, with um, job problems And the Republicans with job problems um, Just everybody who would normally be call, considered grassroots I just pray that they are opening their eyes And seeing for the first time like they're looking through a just clean window, you know, um, and can see exactly what the Democrats are doing. I mean, really, don't you have to admit that they've been very transparent as far as their their methods and their, um, I mean, their, their audacity. It's total audacity um, what they're doing in, in, in broad daylight. They, they don't even care that we know what they're up to. I, I don't even know how they think they're going to get away with it. The, the, there's so many people now that can see it. Uh, I, I just don't know. I guess those what? people in the big cities that, you know, the what? ones that elected Hillary. Yeah, you, you've got the old, you've got the old school Republicans that are trying to continue to run the government in the wrong way versus the new. Republicans that are trying to take it back to where most of the independents would have ran it. So the conflict you're having is that the Republican Party is trying to keep Donald Trump going in the wrong direction, which is the direction the Democrats and the senior Republicans are taking us. So in revamping and restructuring the White House, he has to remove the lifers the Republicans of the old school of the old guard, and he has to reestablish it with people that have a viewpoint that differs that will bring America back under the terminology of the Constitution. And that's why I think people like Robert, yourself, and Sally Baptist, and you know, a lot of people that I know and that I deal with, educational people and people in. And common day, uh, I meet all the time that your local level government is wrong, your 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 city government is wrong, your districting is wrong, your primaries are wrong, your rights to the felons are wrong. Everything in the Constitution at state level is totally not being done properly, and yet we're allowing this to happen within our own states without coming against our own governors and our own senators. And then if we correct it at that level, then we correct the level at Washington, D.C. So we have to get back into it as we the people. Well, Dr. Tolbert, since you uh, have already run for governor here in Florida, it was governor, right, that you ran? I actually ran for the president of the United States in 2012. I ran for the governor of Florida in 2012. 
and the U.S. Senate in 2016. Okay. Well, I think that's did, when we first you interviewed you. It was in 2012, Dr. Tolbert. Yeah. Yeah, you did at one point um, run for governor here. Is what uh, that's the point I was Correct. trying. I had or, four million votes. I had 14 percent. They re, the leadership of Florida refused to allow me to debate with Chris and Scott. I had 60,000 yeah. signed petitions. I had one million followers. I had made 200 meetings. And that 14% ended up with only 82 votes. Right. And and basically what I was going to say was, now think about who did get into there and, and think about what the last couple of Republicans now, Republicans, the last few Republicans that we have elected as our governor in, um, in the last, you know, couple of decades, Think about them, what they've done. They have, they have usurped almost, well, I don't know what the percentage is now, but we're up to 33, between 33 and 35% of our whole state is now owned by the state or the, or the federal government, okay? That's correct. And, That's correct. and they, have, they have instituted and promoted that gigantic plan um, for for um, environmental wackoism here in in our state, they we, they brought yeah, on we, common they brought on Common Core. I mean, you look right. at what they did. It's like we just we we've been having a long string of Democrats, not Republicans. Yeah, and you know that Scott's running for the U.S. Senate, and Trump did endorse him for the U.S. Senate, and that the state of Florida was given multi millions of dollars to uh, initiate. A, uh, a climate control program. It was one of the few yes. states that was funded, and that the um, the communist, uh, the the mosque, the highest number of Muslims uh, in the United States are now in Florida under Governor Scott. Uh, I actually copy Scott every time we do something. I've even copied him on our show tonight with you, uh, uh, Robert. He's he, I actually copy him. Uh, because I want him to tune in and listen. He he came out with an article last week uh, exactly saying what I've been saying about Venezuela because he's getting ready to run for the the uh, governor and oh, yeah. uh, the senator. He knows that Venezuelans and Cubans are going to be the ones that get him elected that don't get him elected, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's now supporting things. But we have a real problem uh, with people who have embezzled, who have committed fraud, who have uh, committed felonies and are now part of your governorship. Uh, we went into and the representatives from Cuba that are first generations who came as hostile groups out of a country and now are running your government in Florida. Uh, we, we're seeing a lot of issues that not one American person is standing up. We're watching uh, people stand up and say, no, we don't need to speak English. Everybody can speak Spanish, but yet in Florida Constitution, it says your language is English. Uh, we're seeing a lot of things going on that nobody in Florida is protesting against or doing anything about. Yeah, um, we are. We are. It's just that the press is not giving us any time. That's why I got involved with um, the overpasses movement, so that I would have the chance to speak to thousands of people every day 
Um, but, you know, on overpasses, you can only give a short, quick uh, message that's not really deep. And, and this is going to take a deep conversation with the general public, with them listening and with an open mind and, and ready to discuss things without getting passionately um, just belligerent, you know, with each other. You, mm-hmm. you have to be able to talk to one another. Um, you can be passionate without making personal attacks at people. But that's all the left right. wants to do is is make personal attacks on everybody. Uh, well, you don't believe like I do, so you're a dirty, rotten scumbag, you know. that That isn't going to cut it. That's not going to save our nation. That's not going to change anything. Um, Have you ever Valley Baptist? Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Bard's Logic Political Talk, brought to you by Blog Talk Radio. And in about seven minutes, we go into the third hour of this show, which happens to be the lovingly called Bard's Logic After Dark. So the Internet feed may stop in the next seven minutes at the top of the hour. But if you'd like to get in on this call for the last hour, you know, Bard's Logic After Dark, don't hesitate to call 347-945-7428, and our host, Robert, will sure to help you get in. Or if you just want to listen, you just listen. If you want to get involved in the conversation, just press 1 on your number dial, and they'll get you into the show. This is Bard's Logic Political Talk on Blog Talk Radio. Don't forget to check out the website, bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Back to the show. Now, how much did Robert Robert was really good, John. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) And we do have uh, Susan on the line. Susan, our good friend, Susan, we'll get you in as well. Uh, Thank you, John. That was was, was really cool. (laughs) That was impressive. That was sounding like something that was recorded. I wish I would. You know what? I might have to come back in here and record that and and then then just play it. uh, uh, you know, in the, in the top of the hours and stuff. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, let Dr. Cindy. Tolbert finish. Uh, Dr. Tolbert. Go ahead, Dr. On Sally Baptist's show, she's had several men come on her show that talks about the people on the freeways and the signs. Have you ever been on Sally's show? No, I haven't, actually. Uh-uh. You need to come on her show, and it's a it's the same as what you're doing here. It's a 347 number. And uh, you can go to my website, uh, calledtheduty.org, and it'll have her telephone number Monday night uh, from 7 to 9 o'clock. And she also has Karen on the show on Tuesday on her shows. And Karen Sean? Not- yes. Yeah, so okay. Sally is the host of both of those shows. She's responsible for yeah. both of them. So okay. by doing I think it's important from Florida's standpoint that you voice your what you just said. John comes on her show also, so I think and 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 Robert should once in a while come there too. Yeah, it, yeah it's, what, what I know Karen is, what is, is a, a what night is that show? It's Monday night. Well, yeah, and Karen's is um, who's that called? Her, Sundays. Well, hers is talk the blog talk radio also and. Um, yeah. Sally is uh, on one. Monday night is Sally's American Statesman, and Tuesday night was Karen is on the same American Statesman blog talk radio show, which just she calls it Freedom Watch Radio. Freedom Watch, that's it. 
Yeah. And it's 347-857-4364. So that's 347-857-4364. And then, you know, it's just like Robert. You get on it, you press 1, and you voice what you got to say. And and Sally is very open. He's into the uh, main, mainly the uh, toll roads. Uh, the trade pack agreements, uh, things of that nature. So she has a lot of guests that come in on that area. So I think it's important. And even with Robert's background, I think, you know, with Sally's been on his show a couple times, that it's important that we interact on different shows so that we can get a hold of people that are not listening to because it's difficult from 10 to 1 o'clock and the morning is 7 to 9 o'clock sometimes. So... Um, Karen's is um, 8.15, let's see, right. wait a minute, wait, 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 that's, wait a minute, Eastern, yeah, Eastern right. time is 8.15. Eight right, 8 to 9. Yeah. Right. I don't go on, go on Tuesdays, I just go on Sally's shows on Saturdays, and, or excuse me. Monday. Yeah. Right. Well, I know we have to get on more. But when when you have four grandchildren to teach in school, four different grades, and you have two parents that are failing in their health, and you have a whole, I have five people to take care of in my household. It, there's just very little time for anything else. <laughs> and you know what's really sickening? People like my husband that will not get involved. They just yeah. refuse to get involved. And and until people start deciding that they're going to take some kind of initiative to help out in this situation, we're just not going to get anywhere. I'll tell you what we have here. I don't know if you've heard of our chairman of our Republican Executive Committee here. His name is uh, Tony Ledbetter. And uh, he, since he became our chairman here in this county, uh, I don't know, gosh, just a few years ago, he has completely turned us from a blue state, a blue county into a red county. And it's just unbelievable how he has been able to rally Republicans together. And he's had some really good people uh, advising him and, you know, giving him suggestions and really great ideas about how to invigorate our party here, how to get people rolling. And, and you know, just... Um, uh, local elections are sometimes overlooked, and you know you look at this Georgia election, how it was it became such a national issue um, when it's because our um, the rhinos and the Democrats understand now how much the grassroots has learned about um, activism, political activism. And there has become, and you know, this all started with the Tea Party. I think it's the Tea Party that really got us going, got us started. We, we, were, we had this undercurrent of anger, and we wanted to do something about it. But there's been a few organizations come together, um, like the Tea Party, like True the Vote. Um, there's a few others. 
um, and then you had the Freedom Caucus come up in in the um, in the Congress, and and this is the reason why the IRS um, was asked. I believe I'm fully um, I am fully convinced that they were asked by the president to squelch the um, the, the 501c3s um, that were conservative, like Catherine Engelbright's um, um, True the Vote. And um, because we are making such a difference, like in this county and others as well, um, they're starting to pay more attention to these local elections. Um, and we have got to watch out for that. We've got to be on our toes. We've got to try to get more people like my husband involved so that he's educated enough that he can talk to other people. My husband's not a great communicator. So, you know, it's kind of hard to even get him to discuss, you know, our family business, let alone politics. And this is an issue that is a pet peeve of mine because I believe the reason that a lot of our men are in this condition is because they've been brainwashed into that condition by our school system, by women's livers. Um, people have made it their 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 life's work to push the white male back down into a hole somewhere so that he has nothing to say. And they have dumbed down our young men They've pumped them full of Ritalin and put them to sleep in the classrooms. They're falling behind. Women are graduating in higher um, proportions than men, and, and they're getting into colleges like crazy, and the men are lagging behind and can't even pass their SATs. Um, this is a huge problem. And as I was saying earlier, until we clean up and get our the corruption out of our system, until we get our strength back, till we get our manpower back. Um, it's like Venezuela. The men went away. The men went away. What? How? You've got to have the strength of your men to get involved. You know, I, I, as much as we love to talk about the the um, the Amazons and how they, you know, controlled everything, I'm sorry, but um, I don't believe that women can can run a country. Now, there may be certain women who who can become president, but certainly not any of them that have run so far. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that. I think Condoleezza. I think Condoleezza Rice could have. Mm, no, I don't. No, I have problems with her. And I'd mm. like to add to what. Saying, Cindy, first, I want to add the fact that you have to thank God for bringing your husband into this. Otherwise, don't ask God to do it. Just thank God for bringing it, and God will do it. Well, he will open the door for your husband. I, care of I love your women. attitude. I took care of three women in their 80s and 90s for 10 years while I was doing two masters and a doctor degree. And in my three classes that I took, there were 31 women and two men in my doctor's classes, in my master's of education, and my theology classes. So I know exactly what you're talking about, and I cannot answer you why God told me to go to school 
I cannot answer why I ended up with a quarter of a million dollars in student loans. I cannot answer the question why my ministry is bringing men back into the home again. But I can only tell you that we have to thank God for opening the doors, bringing back the two-parent families, that we have to change the societies and we have to work on it. And it's not about the demographics. It's not about the gender. It's not about a lot of things or or the religious beliefs. But it's the unity of the Christian viewpoints and bringing back our people. And I found it's called prayers, fasting, and supplication. Supplication means I thank God for what he is doing and what he has done. So tonight, we're going to thank God that your husband's door has opened and that he, in fact, is now heavenly involved. And I will spend 15 minutes every day for the next two weeks thanking God that he has opened the door for your husband. And I know as a prophet and with the discernment of spirit and through prayers of the Holy Ghost that we can send a message by the legion of angels and open the doors to people like yourself whose husbands have not yet been called. When your husband is called, not if, but when he is called, find that he will have an impact on the nation. So we want to thank God for the opening of that door. We want to thank God that he's allowed this man to now feel the unction of the Holy Spirit and that things do come about according to the will of God in the matter of supplication. So, Cindy, I just want to lay my hands upon the nations of the men and your husband and let them know that through the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, these things have happened. We just have not seen it, but God has done it. Yeah, I mean, we need another great awakening. And I and I'm just, thank you. I, I appreciate that it's going to start right here. <laughs> and, and it's done. I mean, it's that simple. Uh, everybody is waiting for the... For you know, God's timing is not measured in the minds of men and women. And God's timing says to me, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, this is being done. And so when I speak, God is speaking through me. And that's what people don't understand, that when you open your mouth, you are a member of the Holy Spirit. And through that member of being the Holy Spirit, what you are saying then is the Holy Spirit, of which is the third particle of the Trinity, speaking through you. So if God tells me to say this to you, then it must be a fact that has already taken place, but we just haven't seen that time because God measures in a different degree than we do. Hey, Dr. Thank Tolbert. you, Dr. Tolbert. And, and I'm going to go ahead because I promised going to go ahead and bring uh, Susan in. And let's go ahead and uh, thank you very much. And we've got plenty of time. We've got almost an hour. Uh, we do have Kelly in the line. Maybe you'll be able to chime in. If not, uh, thank you, uh, Kelly, for coming in and the other folks on the line. But let's go ahead and welcome Susan. Thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Let me tell you, being a grandmother and a daughter, uh, a mother, it's just a pain when you're dealing with both of them and they're fighting. Ah. <sighs> Today's society, I'll tell you what, I just, and I had to go over and deal with that, and, you know, it's just like, that's why I wasn't on. Uh, we finally, <laughs> no, we, we finally we appreciate got you being here with us. The drama from that, just about, so, yeah, I had to stay over with my uh, granddaughter when they were gone for four days, and let me tell you, when she has some teen friends over, they sound like a herd of elephants trampling and trumping through the uh, jungle. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Dealing with this. Oh yeah. Today's I mean they were polite but they're loud and noisy and we had a, a rainstorm and, and, and thunder and all that and I said, We did? I didn't hear it. Oh, that must have been the teenagers <laughs> I heard. Yeah, they 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 were the storm, huh? Yeah, there was about seven, six or seven of them. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh. It so, sounds like, I mean, they, it sounds like they were the storm. Yes, and Grandma was the whatever, <laughs> cowering in a room. <laughs> anyway, then tonight it happened there, and I had to deal with a stormy, teary-eyed granddaughter and an upset uh, mother, and oh, and they wonder why you go gray. <laughs> uh, now you don't have to wonder. I don't even, I, I don't know I, I, what I would do with Congress. I think it would be easier to deal with Congress than that. I'm not kidding you. I think I'd rather. Um, anyway, um, yeah, what I wanted to talk about was, and I was hoping it would load, but it, it's about John McCain again. He's uh Buddy John McCain. Yep, I I wish I could get someone to he is he is taking money from um where's the thing? Uh Turncoat McCain is raking in donations from George Soros, Iran, and um what's the other one? Well that's enough to make you unhappy, isn't it all? Uh, that he's just taking money from these, and he's, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, Iran. Oh, dear. It's not loading as quick as I want. Anyway, they are doubting, really, this this Constitution.com place is, and they're not the only ones. A lot of us have, I think, calling into question McCain's tales of torture and mistreatment. And he cooperated with his captors to endanger Americans in a way to keep from being personally harmed. And I, I believe that. I, I don't believe he was as bad off as, oh, yeah, Iran and more. They, they didn't give who they Soros, Iran. I thought he was wanting war with you, and yet he's taking money from Iran. Excuse me? You know, this man, how does he stay? Really, how does he stay in power and get himself voted in time after time? After time, I don't get it. And you know what? I'm I, sorry to say, and I'm ga- gagging as I say this, but I have more respect for Nancy Pelosi than I do for Emma, or, or or any of them, the Democrats, because they don't try to hide who and what they are, like Chuck Schumer. They come right out and act and do and say what. That's true. They've got no. Yeah, they don't. Well, and Cindy made that, and so I think Cindy made that point earlier tonight. They don't. I mean, it's it's in full uh, it's in full view of everybody what uh, what they're about. Yeah, and he doesn't. He he hides that he's this great guy and everything, and it's just like, well, why and how? It's got to be Democrats that are voting him in in Arizona. I mean, they have to be. There is no other way to explain it because surely the Arizonians are not that stupid after years. I, I can't believe it. Well, because he's he, getting a, well, they, they 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 voted for him in the primaries, and then you know they, they don't want the Democrats. So it's just disgusting. I, of all the senators, I mean, there's a few others on the Democrat side, but of all the Republican senators, I want him gone. That's, that's well, to my understanding, I, I don't think he's running again. Through my understanding, 
I'll probably put someone in there as bad as him. Jeff Flake is, yeah, is pretty much as well, bad maybe, as him. Maybe, they, maybe they'll have learned their lesson after McCain. Who knows? What one could hope. We've got an interesting situation here in Idaho. Raul Labrador is going to run for governor, and so Russ Falter said he'd run for Raul's seat, and he's a good guy. So I guess we got it switched around because Falter was going to run for governor, and uh, I was like, oh, no, no, we'll lose a good guy in Washington, D.C. I was going to call and give him heck. And uh, <laughs> then it came out that Falter's going to run in his place, and Falter's very conservative, so and a lot of people really, mm-hmm. really like him. So I know it's a mess, but um, well, I think Raul Labrador will make a, a good governor if he can beat out Brad, um, Brad Little. I knew the Littles, and trust me, there are no saints. He's just another otter. And, I mean, otter has allowed that, uh, what's it called, the yogurt one, uh, yogurt company. That's why they haven't gone after those boys that hurt that little girl, a six-year-old is because that guy has put a lot of money into that yogurt company and owns it, and he's a Muslim. So, um, yeah, I can't even think of it right now. <laughs> My mind is just... But it, uh, it's the one... What? What'd you say? Is that you, John? Yeah, it was John. Yeah, Chibani, that's it. It's based here in Idaho. And this is why, because he has all this Chibani and all that power and money, the news has blacked it out pretty much, the comments on it and uh, the news item on it. And so I called Butch uh, four or five months ago, and I said, you might have been there, well been there raping and molesting that little girl because you've allowed it, you've hit it. And I said, you know what they call people who drive getaway cars? Accomplices. So you're an accomplice to what happened to her, you pervert. His secretary nearly died. I didn't care. You think I care? It's the truth. It's just the truth. He's, he could have stepped in. He could have done something, but he didn't. He allowed this because of the money there. And no doubt this guy, Don Chibani, has contributed to Butch Otter big time. He's corrupt. He's crooked. I have no time or respect for him. So if we get Raul Abador, we'll be darn lucky. Or if we'd have gotten Russ Falcher. You need to work to get these kind of people in, even even over another Republican, because some of these Republicans are so corrupt, it's not even funny. And so someone argued with me, well, I would take even McCain over any Democrat. And I'm like, oh, oh well, I wouldn't. Because- yeah, no, just, uh, Webb, who ran for president, I mean, he had, I mean, he actually sounded like a he actually almost sounded like an independent or Republican, frankly. Um Yeah. I would have voted for him. I would have. Um uh, so Yeah, that's know, why he, that's he, why he was the first well, that's why he was the first Democrat to go. Because he actually made sense. <laughs> yeah, so there are some good Democrats you would vote for. There are some. I don't care. You can't judge everybody by, you know, why I mean, Larry McDonald, who was the head of the John Birch Society after Robert Welch died, the CEO or whatever you call it, um, he uh, he he ran on the Democrat ticket. And if I'd have been in Georgia, I would have voted for him. So well, just like uh, Trafficant, 
Well, just like well, just like Trafficant, he uh, you know, he was a Democrat, but uh, you know he wouldn't he certainly wouldn't be with the liberal Democrats today. Yeah, well, Kennedy was good. I mean, you know, yes, that was years and years and years ago, but we you can't brand every single one, even if only one out of twenty is decent. I mean, it's like uh, there was a there's a guy who's a friend of mine on Facebook, and he's but he said, you know, I got a question to ask. How many of you know, one, who is Kim Kardashian, who she was involved with and married to? Real, real quick, Susan, real, real quick. Dr. Tolbert's got a girl. So uh, we're gonna, well, let's go ahead and give him a, a couple minutes. And, and thank you for being uh, with us on the show, uh, Dr. Tolbert. And, yeah, keep us posted what's going on there with uh, Trump and Washington. But Go ahead and give him the opportunity, and then we'll bring it back in, Susan, uh, for him to make uh, the final comments for the night. Go ahead, Dr. Colbert. Yeah, I just uh, want to just bring into the fact that, real quick, when John McCain, he's the one that disrupted and destroyed the Veterans Administration, uh, that there are uh, many people that are not uh, in support of our U.S. forces, and that immigration should be a talk show by itself for three hours. And I had sent Robert a list of items earlier today of the violations of the, uh, the U.S. Senate, the, the governors. And so when we look at the big picture, we need to take in consideration. And I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak tonight because I don't normally get an opportunity to come on between 10 and 1 in the morning. I'm kind of like Cindy. We have a full day that starts at five in the morning doing many things. And I have to, I'm getting ready to go into the Philippines now with a couple pastors. So their time is 12 hours different. And so right now it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So a couple of the pastors are now on Skype with me in the Philippines. So that's why I sometimes don't get to talk as much as I'd like to. But God bless you guys. And I appreciate the opportunity. Can I ask oh, Dr. Take, Tolbert? Uh, to take care, Dr. Tolbert. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Dr. Yes, Tolbert. Tolbert. I got a question. I got yes. a question for you, Dr. Tolbert. Yes. Are you still there? Yes. Whenever Cindy, when Cindy was talking earlier, and you were um, sharing about her husband and different men across the nation, whenever I talk to a lot of people, there's a lot of men that are concerned that if the politics gets out that they're being active, they'll lose their job. So how, do you, how would you approach talking to some of them people to help them transition to go ahead and be bold and active anyway? Yeah, and, and that's exactly what's happening, and there's twofolds responsibility. Currently, the Caucasian male is the underemployed because big business has determined that if we put women in at a lower rate of pay, we can uh, increase our own profits. And so what we have to do is get men to be, again, responsible. Now, I do prison ministry with with the men, and I turn them back into society, and they get job and training. So these men are not in the churches anymore. They're not in the buildings. They're not part of what's going on. And what you really have to do, John, is just explain to them their responsibility and arose under the biblical power of the Holy Ghost. And that's just the way it is. And these men have to have a change of mind. When I walked out of a multi-million dollar airplane company and lived in a car uh, in 1999, God told me that he was taking away my wealth 
and he put me into school, and he got wrote me up a quarter of a million dollars in debt, and he put me into politics, and he made me a 501c3, and I either have to trust God or I have to trust the devil. And personally, these men have to trust God, and that's what you have to tell them, John, that they have to trust God, that God has a plan, and that you and myself and many other people are examples of how God can take us from nothing and make us into who we are supposed to be representing God. And that's our failure today. We are not supporting God. And when we don't support God, we don't support our wives. We don't support our children. uh, We don't support America. Uh, We got into the conversation where the men in in Venezuela are being paid to join the army and their their wives and families are being paid for them to stay in the army to kill the other members of the communities in Venezuela. And, you know, we're watching big government, we're watching big business destroy the family. We need to bring jobs back to America. We need to reestablish the production. We need to get men back into school and education uh, we need to reestablish the home according to the biblical powers uh, as as outlined. And when God takes men of God and places them in position, it takes place. It happens. And, you know, you don't ask why or how. You just say, thank you, God, for doing it. And it is done. I'm being thank quiet. You for- no, thank you for being on, Dr. Tolbert. We really appreciate you. And, Robert, actually, I've got to teach Bible school in the morning, too, so i got to go, too. <laughs> okay, well, I Y'all. appreciate it. Uh, and this was the Bard's Logic Bible Hour anyway. I'm just kidding, folks. Uh, <laughs> I just had right. to say that because, uh, well, because Kelly, uh, that's, usually what, that's usually Kelly's uh, thing. So uh, since Kelly's uh, just uh, going to be listening with us tonight, I thought I'd go ahead and <laughs> and do that for him. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. Bye, Dr. Tolbert. He's already uh, lost the call. Right. the call, but I'll uh, okay. I'll convey that uh, right. to him. Okay. Thanks. Bye, bye. You're welcome. You have a good night, Cindy. It's good hearing from you. So let's go ahead, Thanks. and it's about the bottom of the hour. So let's go ahead and uh, hear back from you, Susan. And then uh, we've still got John on the line. And then uh, you know, we've got about uh, 30 minutes before I have to shut things down. So let's go ahead and, and hear back uh, from you, Susan. Go ahead. Uh, I was listening to them. I forgot what I was talking about. I had talked about McCain but, and about it all happened to it, and then my brain went empty on <laughs> what I was speaking of. <laughs> so uh, I guess next time I'll have to write a note to myself, huh, so that I remember. I don't know. Yeah, but so, anyway. Sometimes, sometimes we have to do that. That's all. <laughs> that, that, that happens <laughs> to all of us. Go ahead, John. Susan, I say, I'm, I'm, you're just joining the club. I write myself notes all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joining the club. Oh, You know, when you're under a lot, and you're trying to relax and trying to forget about it all, and then if other goes on, then you're just like, the world today is just a mess. I mean, people, ugh, just a mess. Well, and the, and the thing is that, 
No, I. Well, and the th- and the thing that gets me is that you know you're right. Things are a mess, and it's like Trump is here to change that. And people, are, I don't understand why people are wanting to fight it. Fight that. I mean, are they really happy with the status quo? You know, I, I really wonder about that. To be honest, I mean, are they really happy about the status quo? You know, keeping things as as they are. I I, I just don't see how people can can be happy with that. On how things are going, they, and, and they're so against him. It's like, well, why? I mean, what are you doing to, uh, you know? I, I just don't understand. Right. Oh, I you know, know why, what why talking they're fighting. About the liberal guy. He says, first question is, how, how many of you know the name of anybody who was involved with Kim Kardashian? you know, or was married to or engaged or whatever. And so number two, how many of you know the, uh, can I ask the question, who was the father of our constitution? His name, the, you know, the whatever, the father. I think that's how he called it. Um, the first one, the main one, you know, that wrote it and did everything and this and that. And there was a few answers. He goes, well, I'm not surprised our nation is being dumbed down more and more. And I was like, what? You know, I know he's liberal, so he said that. <laughs> and most of them knew Kardashian. Some of them said they didn't really care either way about either question. So I was just like, wow. You know, but I, I am surprised, you know, that whenever I ask about even people that I consider quite intelligent about the <clears throat> about, um National anthem. Oh, Civil War, World War One, Revolutionary War. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's not taught in school. I guess that's the only thing I can figure. So you know, I mean, if conservatives or nice, really decent people that are lean that way more don't know it, then well, why would we expect liberals to know? <laughs> Jeez, the kind of teachers we have. I mean, Cheyenne isn't really care about any of that, but when she did tell the teacher one of the things they told her, the teacher said she was fibbing. The teacher was stupider than Cheyenne because I had told Cheyenne that. So, you know, a whole bunch of that herd of elephants, quote unquote, teenagers, uh, I asked them that night about that, and uh, they were, oh, well, maybe we'll go on, Civil War, uh. I told him, so maybe at least one day historically from the past will have sunk into their brain. They won't forget it. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know. And if they tell the teacher mm-hmm. that, the teacher probably like, huh? Which way to go, George? I mean, seriously. I mean, it's like, I don't ask you to remember every battle of every canal or anything like that, but just basic questions like that, you might you know, study and learn. I need to learn more about the Bill of Rights, really, because um, um, I took a, a, a test on that. And I missed more than I wanted to. I, it's harder than the uh, Constitution I usually ace. Um, um, yeah, and they so actually have, like, like, constitutional boot. You know, they've been advertising on the radio here about constitutional boot camps. I like to go to uh, one of those at some point. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I'll never have time, I, honestly, to do that. Um, but I do have, uh, 
you know, they do have those here. And, of course, and this morning, actually, uh, Christina Tobin, uh, Christina Tobin, Christine Timmons, uh, I know too many Christines, I guess. But Christine Timmons uh, called, and I haven't had the opportunity to listen to her, her voicemail. So we'll, we'll have her back between her and, and Kelly. Uh, I think we got the Constitution, you know, things pretty well covered. <laughs> well, I – I I like taking the test because if there is one out of day ten that I might miss or something or not be sure of, it helps me learn more. And I I mm-hmm. think you can keep learning even on that, you know. And uh, Heritage Foundation sent me a short quiz and I aced it. And it's nice to know that oh, they invited me to take the course. So, but I do need to study up more on the other. You know, I, I realize that. I mean, Robert, if you're ever going to challenge one of those politicians to a debate on the Constitution, you better know it. <laughs> well, I, I, to be honest, I, I, would leave, I would leave those debate questions to Christina and to Kelly. I was, because they, especially Kelly, who are our resident constitutional scholars. So they, uh, I would leave that uh, – I would leave that task to them because I I hate to admit, but I'm definitely not as very. <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I'm choking on my own words. Uh, I'm definitely, unfortunately, not as versed uh, on the Constitution as I would like to be. I mean, I mean, I know people who can quote the Bible like that, but we also have folks here who can obviously uh, quote the uh, quote the Constitution, uh, you know, like that as well. And then we also had. Uh, you know, shared last week about the uh, uh, the monument clause or something like that nature. Uh, maybe, I mean, we won't talk. You know, it's last week, and, and for the folks out there who uh, want to uh, go back to that uh, podcast, uh, you can download all of these shows. And I think we're up to three hundred ninety-two something shows now, uh, folks. It's, wow. And you can download them all. But we've done quite many shows. Uh, so yeah, well, I. I Maybe I'll do something, What you know, maybe try to get some kind of special show for the 400th show. Maybe I'll go ahead and start making uh, make, making plans cool. for that, um, for the 400th episode. I think that might be pretty cool. Well, Robert, if you can just get the first question to be, is this a republic or a democracy, what's the difference? You've won the debate right there. <laughs> I mean, I have to deal with Simpson on that all the time, and I hear a whole bunch of others. Uh, even Republicans saying it, and I'm just like, what? No, we are not a democracy. Excuse me? Uh, you know, we you are a right constitutional here. republic, democratic republic. Oh, there you go. So I, like, what can I, I say? I got question one. They really, they really don't know the difference. They really don't know that this that Benjamin Franklin said this is a republic, if you can keep it, which we haven't done very well. So, uh You've won the debate right there. I mean, once they once they lose that question, they're 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 goners. <laughs> so probably one, yeah, one debate question. Yeah, so once one you lose one, question. you've lost the whole. Well, yeah, once you've got one wrong, you lost the whole debate. There you go, and that had better be the question for sure, because I think most anybody who's uh, they should know that they should know that. Oh, by the way, did you? Hear oh yeah, and, and, and tell. Well, and Kelly's uh, saying hello. That sent me a message uh, for the oh. summer solstice. And there in California, they still have a, a sliver of light, he said. And I tell you what, it wasn't the summer solstice, but I, I was actually driving up a hill. 
uh, on my way to pick my daughter up uh, yesterday night. It was almost 10 p.m., and I tell you what, they were still on the west. I could still see light from the west, and it was almost 10 o'clock at night. It was fast. I've never seen that before, maybe because I've lived in the city too long. Um, okay, I lived in the city all my life. But I was going up this hill, and I was still in the city, but I guess it was high enough, high enough up. But I was actually I was like, what is that? And I looked to the left and still see some light from the sun. It was fascinating. I've never seen that ever before in my life. And I'm like, that's still sunlight. It's 10 o'clock at night. And that's still sunlight. Now, I don't know if this will ever happen because it's so far north, but I've always wanted to go and see the white nights, uh, you know, when it's, when it's still 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight, you know, and the sun is still out. Uh, I've always wanted to do that. Now, as you know, uh, is this coming August, I'll be coming out west <laughs> closer to uh, you and Kelly and, and hoping there's a way you guys could find find your way out uh, to where we're going to be. Um, Lake McConaughey is probably the closest where I'll be to you, Kelly, uh, which is farther west in Nebraska, if I even pronounce it right. But I think McConaughey, I think uh, – actually, i got to find my brochure. Not, but anyway, uh, it's the farthest west towards you, Kelly. And then, you know, I'll actually be – and Kelly, for your hometown, early state, uh, I'll be, I, I was looking at my, my ride there, or drive, I should say, because I believe I'll actually be going through Iowa in order to uh, to get that, to get there. So that would be interesting uh, to, to drive through that. Tommy, I'm really looking forward to uh, the trip uh, out there. Uh, I mean, of course, being there is going to be, I'm, I'm excited about that. Cause we're going to go see, going out there to see the, the, the full solar eclipse. Uh, but I'm excited just, you know, cause I mean, I don't know what, what, it's, what, what it's going to, you know, hold. I just can't wait to see what the sky's going to look like for one, you know, if there's, if I'm going to see, you know, a lot more stars than I'm used to, you know, because where I'm living now. So I'm looking forward to the trip and a week of much needed, uh, relaxation. Now, of course I will not be, uh, holding the show that week. That's the week of August the 20th. So I believe that's the 23rd, um, or yeah, I believe that's the 23rd. Uh, well, I will not be your 22nd. I will not be holding the show that week. But it'd be great if I'd be able to either see yourself or uh, Susan or, or you, Kelly. Uh, but I do see uh, we've got about 20 minutes left uh, for that. So let's go ahead and bring things back around uh, to John. Uh, now this is kind of the open portion of the show here for you, John. And this portion, you know, you know, the the time of Trump. And I think that you know. There are there are a lot of things that that, that the Trump administration could do. I'm really as, as Susan, not Susan, but as uh, Cindy, I believe, pointed out, there's not a lot of people I'm really happy with on his cabinet. I really wish he'd do a complete overhaul. You know, starting with, I mean, just almost all of them. Yeah, I'm so sorry that creeped up. That creeped up on me. Anyway, so you know, especially. Uh, you know, Ryan's Priebus, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not happy with it, was not happy. I mean, I understand why, unfortunately, but, you know, you picked Priebus, but I, I, I do not agree with that pick. But this could be, you know, what I you know, called here the time of Trump, whereas, you know, being a, you know, a non, you know, politician, you know, and, and being president, mm-hmm. and still seeing President Trump even today, I feel like, wow, I can't, can't believe we did it, but... Oh, Susan, remember your mic's still live. <laughs> oh, it shouldn't be. I hit it. 
I hit the nope. mute button. Well, we, we got you. No, that's okay. You want that's okay, but it didn't mute. We whatever. I didn't even hear exactly what you said. I just heard you talk with somebody else. <laughs> so, so to let you know your mic is still on. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, John. Do you got any uh, any other comments that you'd like to bring into the show tonight before uh, you know things wind down? I have to close things out. Well, I, I agree with you in the sense that you know Trump is kind of stuck where he is, uh, and due to the fact, like you were saying, that he's not really a, been a politician. He's a quick study, though. And I think the more and more we go on, the more I'm liking him. Even though I still believe he just needs to be a bit more careful how he says stuff. Say the exact same thing you want to say, just in a little different way to not bring more heat on you. Because like we were talking earlier, they're going against him. They're going to use every excuse that they can find to derail his opportunity to get what he wants done for we the people. And that's just going to be really tough. And so in that sense, I would hope that there was a way for him to be able to think through what he wants to say and say the exact same thing just in a certain way that doesn't bring as much. And you know what? That may be almost impossible because no matter what he says, these other people are going to want to beat him up. But for him bringing on all these people, I think, it's just like what you were talking about, Rince, Rince Priebus got in there, and then he's got his connections and influence by the globalist and the you know, elite established group, and he was presenting only those choices to Trump, and Trump felt, well, because he helped him out so much in the uh, campaign, being the Republican Democratic Party's leader, then he owed him a favor, and he thought, well, since he knows so many people and whatnot, he might be able to do it. But at the same time, he he may have overestimated Priebus's loyalty to Trump, and so mm-hmm. he didn't think Priebus was actually going to just pad the doggone deck with all choices that would pander to the globalist and the elite. And so that kind of got away from him where he could have just said, oh, I appreciate all your help, you know, Priebus, but um, what ambassadorship would you like to have, you know, over out in Bahamas or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Now, I do want to share something with you. I just thought of um, there was a farmer, kind of rancher guy. He was out on his property talking one day, and a politician walked up and started talking with him, and these flies just kept surrounding this politician and swarming around him and circling him and stuff, and he kept trying to swoosh these flies away and swat them and whatnot. And the politician says to this farmer rancher, guys, what's up with these flies? And that farmer says, well, them are circle flies. He said, the politician goes, circle flies? What do you mean circle flies? And the farmer says, you know, they circle around the backside of a horse's behind. And he goes, the politician goes, wait, are you trying to call me a horse's backside? And the farmer goes, no, I wouldn't do that. But there's no fool in them circle flies. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I heard, I heard a joke today. I can't remember uh, what it was. It was funny. And actually, some of the – I had an article I was going to uh, go to tonight in, in, uh, in one of our segments. And that, just some of the comments were, were just hilarious. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think we have the, the time for that now. But I do want to make some shameful, shameful plugs here for the uh, Bard's Lodge 
Mars Logic Political Talk website newsroom. Uh, well, we've got a plethora of speaking of articles on there that I think uh, folks here will find interesting. Uh, so, uh, you know, on the top of the page, we've got the New York Times was just forced to admit Trump Russia is fake news. We also have uh, article here that says non-citizens illegal vote number higher than expected. And then also we have State Department probe uh, probes Clinton handling of government emails could pull her security clearance. And it says also voters impossible to reach because they live with their parents. <laughs> okay, that's kind of a funny one. Um, so let's see. It says confirmed Trump can get the unmasking records out of Obama library. Uh, and so we've also got, uh, you know, a, a bunch of other uh, articles on there that uh, I think would be fascinating to uh, the readers. And so they're, um, you know, check that out at the Bards Logic Political Talk newsroom. They're on the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. And so, uh, look, now here's another thing, and this I found this on Facebook. It says, Eric Holder wants to be the, in, in the spotlight and might run for 2020, I guess, and, uh, you know, for the uh, presidency. But the last thing I heard was actually he was considering being Anthony Weiner's uh, running mate in 2020, uh, not the president himself uh, position. And they were running, going to be running as the Weiner holder ticket. And so that had been a, an interesting ticket there for the Democrat Party in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself <laughs> The wiener holder ticket But anyway <laughs> The Democrats um, Let's see Anyway so you go ahead and check out the uh, I was just scrolling down uh, To the website uh, You know the deep state operatives Attempt a coup d'etat of Donald Trump Yeah and just, there's just so many There's just so many great articles on there uh, definitely check it out. And you could real quick, John, and then you could subscribe to the. Uh, so if you haven't already, go ahead and go there. And you can subscribe to the uh, email newsletter, uh, whereas you could get uh, you know the link uh, to the uh, newsroom so you can get the updates on the articles. Go ahead, John. It was not me. Oh wow! Maybe NSA Bob kind of chimed in there and. Had hurried up and turned off his mic. <laughs> you know, one day I would like to hear and say Bob kind of chime in and 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 say something. <laughs> but anyway, you know, as we were saying earlier, as we wind things down for tonight, is that we, uh, you know, this could be, you know, uh, Trump's time. I mean, he's, you know, he can be, you know, the, I think the president that the people and and. and and we're just seeing all these different elections, you know, uh, these special elections where Republican after Republican after Republican uh, has won. I mean, so I don't really know how effective, uh, at least among the people, among the voters, it is. Uh, now, now you, you're here in the polls, I'm sure. Oh, he's at 30 percent approval rating. I, I mean, remember, according to the polls, he was going to lose the election. So I don't even know how accurate. You know, or how much I could believe polls anymore, you know, after after the election. Even even polls that say things are going good, it's like, well, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't know how much I, uh, I believe polls well, anymore. Plus, 
Plus, if you think about who the polls originate from, the sources, most of the corporate elite establishment group, you know, have some hand in the profit or the ownership of all these media companies, and they naturally want riots and protests in the streets, so then they can manipulate the situation even better to get the lowest, cheapest you know, workers on the planet, because if there's more people in America and there's more of them out of work, then it's more easy to get cheap labor to work. And so, you know, a lot of these protests and whatever the situation is going on, the little distractions that they plant, it's all from the same elitist group that want, in my opinion, that's just my opinion. I mean, I have another philosophy. You remember the Jade Helm 15 reconnaissance mission? You remember that? The what mission? You remember Jade Helm 15, the 2015, they supposedly, there was UN and all these people coming across different parts of America and the people were talking about it all over the internet and stuff. There was these different maneuvers, I guess. And I called it a reconnaissance mission is what it seemed like to me. Yeah, I'd be honest, I, I, think, don't re- I don't remember that. Oh, wow, okay. Well, anyway, to me, it was all a setup in a reconnaissance mission for the U.N. because a lot of people in the U.N. have ties with a lot of these organizations. And I think some of these organizations like Heritage, as I'm listening to them on C-SPAN and stuff, I think they're being infiltrated by the corporatist global governing group. Did you say Heritage? I'm here. Yeah. Just the last the Heritage couple Foundation? Of, uh, yeah. Just the last couple really? of um, C-SPAN things that I heard from them, I'm like, man, they sound like they're changing the pander to the corporate globalists now. But that's not confirmed. Like I said, it seems like that's the operative, take that with a grain of salt, it seems like. Because, you know, I have a limited view. I'm not all-knowing. And I, like I said, it was just the last two or three little meetings I've seen on C-SPAN, and I kept going, man, are you guys, you know, falling off the wagon or what? And But anyway, <laughs> the, the whole thing, if it is, is a lot of these corporations – you know, they have so many, so much money and so much influence on all these organizations, especially because the, we the people, most of we the people are working, you know, month to month just getting by. We Some of us have mm-hmm. pensions and don't have much. We can't sacrifice those pensions, and that goes back to the same thing what we were talking about earlier. A lot of these men, and I know a lot of Christians, and matter of fact, most people I know are Christians, but to me, some of most of them that are not involved are not involved because, number one, they don't know that much about the issues because they're so busy working and trying to take care of their families. Some working two mm-hmm. jobs, you know, and whatnot. And then on top of that, they concerned that if their boss finds out that they're taking a particular position from a political standpoint, then they will jeopardize their family's income and potential to provide for their family. And that's why I wanted to ask Dr. Tolbert that question because I've come up to that and I've thought, well, how do I communicate with these people that, you know, you're going to lose your job and everything else too if you're not at least doing something. And I've thought, well, hey, you know, if these people have to be silent, well, I can be a voice. 
Because, you know, you fire me, I'll just go find a job someplace else. And it doesn't matter to me. I don't work for a company. I work for the principle of our country and the foundation. I take my pledge to the Declaration of Independence, mutually pledging my life, my fortune, and my sacred honor seriously. But at the same time, not everybody can do that. People in my own family can't even do that, even though, you know, they don't necessarily always agree with everything. But there's a large part of our population that can't, for whatever muster inside them, that risk. They're not going to risk, put their family in that kind of risk. Of You know, so it's like, to me, Cindy, if you can keep doing what you're doing and provide cover for your husband, don't he doesn't have to talk as long as he can support everybody else who can talk some way, you know what I mean? Because then we'll get to a point where he will feel comfortable enough that he can talk. It's just like any civil rights thing that's happened throughout our history. People did a lot of stuff in secret until it got to a certain point where they felt comfortable to come out of the closet and start speaking about it. Kind of like the way the Democrats there? are acting now. They've all been, maybe they've all, you know, the media especially, they've always been, you know, so, uh, you know, so far to the left. I'll even say alt left, but I think after the Trump election, I mean, they're really showing the show their their true colors. They're not even caring anymore because they're not thinking. <laughs> they're, just, they're like raw emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the truth to that. I, I think the the big leaguers. In the in all parties, they're the thinkers because they got the money and the time. They got positions in the in our society where they have money working for them, so they might be owners of certain entities, and therefore they can rely on their soldiers, you know, their employees and people to run the show. Just like Trump, Trump was the master of running businesses because he knew how to empower the people under him in these companies to do. Now, not everything. Don't get me wrong. So if there's any lefters out there listening, yeah, I know Trump failed in some business pursuits. Um, A lot of, you know, a number of businesses do that. Unfortunately, I don't want to get into that conversation. That's a whole other ball of wax because I think there's problems in our country and the rules and laws and bankruptcy and, you know, people that own businesses going to going bankrupt on your fellow man and stuff on purpose just to make a buck is, is malicious and, and dis, deception. But anyway, these people get in positions because of their business knowledge. To, they make sure that their employees and everybody's working their business. You know, like George Soros, he got so much money working on his behalf that he can sit around all day strategizing and planning how he wants these protests right. to disrupt everything so he can push us into a global um, situation where we have corporate global governing. So, I mean, it's a lot to what's going on in our world, and it's just hard to fathom at all. That's what I appreciate about you and this show, allowing people to come and voice their perspective, because I'm still learning. And I've learned so much from this show and so many other people, I'm sure, that don't feel comfortable talking. I, I didn't either. But the more I talk and the more I'm getting more comfortable with it and some things i'm not as knowledgeable about so it comes across as i'm sounding stupid well that's why you listeners out there need to call on this phone number 347-945-7428 when this show is on and tell us the rest of the story because if i'm only seeing myopically i need your perspective in order to help broaden my understanding and insight to the 
truth of the reality, and that's what I like about Bianchi and, and um, Naj coming on, because they bring another flavor and a different perspective to the show that I need to learn from. So, anyway, there's my two cents. You're getting to the end of the show. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. And, yeah, we will have to take some uh, some closing thoughts, and we'll get them from Susan. Yeah, and I remember in the beginning, the show we drew in the show in 2012, uh, and, and actually, you know, Facebook feels like it's been a lot around uh, for a long time, but actually, I mean, it really hasn't. Uh, you know, social media, I mean, I mean, Facebook was still relatively new, actually, uh, in, in 2012. Uh, but one of the things that, you know, social media, there's some good and some ills of social media, but one is, uh, you know, is now people are confusing social media with activism now. Um, you know, back in 2012, you know, we uh, – you know, have, you know, conversations with all different types of people as well as we do today. But it was, I, I think it might even have been more so back then because I think now more people think, you know, just that they feel like they're being heard or they've been said uh, just by, you know, posting something on Twitter or posting something on Facebook. Um, now, I know that Palin was, you know, back in 2008 was using, you know, Twitter and, and things of that nature. But I think Twitter is even older than, uh, than, than Facebook, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, she was actually the first politician, through my understanding, uh, to use uh, social media. Uh, people ridiculed her, too, like they do Trump. But anyway, uh, you know, the, the point being is that, you know, action and, and being a part and, and, and being conversational with people, uh, I mean, social media has done some good things. Uh, and, you know, bringing some people together, disseminating information, things of that nature, getting people together. Uh, you know, and, and, and tons of it just by setting something up on Facebook or whatever. However, when it comes to activism, is actually doing anything. I mean, because you can get thousands of people to, you know, to like or make a comment, you know, or even listen to a show. Uh, but what, one of the things is, is turn, when you try to turn that into action, it's not always, uh, you know, it, it, it just it doesn't always, uh, oh, what word am I looking for? You know, it, it doesn't materialize into action, which I, I think there's a danger in that, um, you know, where people, you know, are armchair critics or armchair activists, or maybe I should say desktop or laptop activists. Uh, but that's well, really like, not. I mean, you you could just give up to a couple of your friends, you know, that, that you have on Facebook, even if you have a couple thousand. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, everything you want to say uh you know, and, and as you said, John, you know, your full perspective can be uh, brought out to people in that way. Yeah, but uh, what was nice, though, is like you were mentioning earlier about the last four or five elections, the Republicans apparently got out enough votes to win all four of those particular battles. So, you know, apparently there's enough people that's getting out and doing something to do it, but we definitely, like you're saying, do not want to start resting on our laurels because 218 and 2020 are going to be a little different story. The Democrats are trying to mobilize, and they're planning and stuff. And I have Democrat people that are, I would like to say they're my friends, but I don't know if they consider me their friend because just because I talk to them and they can't stand my conservative perspective doesn't mean that they're actually considering me their friend. They may think I'm an enemy. They're just being nice in my face. But I <laughs> I like a lot of people. It's like just because I'm a 
a person that believes in God doesn't mean that I hate people that are gay. I mean, some of the best people on the planet that I know, I'd go in the foxhole with because they're more honest than a lot of Christians I know. But at the same time, you're right. We have to hope that this last day, or nobody starts thinking that all of this activism, just doing Facebook and talking on these shows, is actually doing anything. Something simple that I, I do from time to time, calling the Republican or just senators and congressmen, even I'll try to get hold of Trump, and I'll just call and the aide will answer, and I'll say, hey, can I talk to whoever it is? And they'll say, no, they're not here. So I always get to talk to an aide, and I'll say, well, hey. Just oh, yeah, I'm always gay. Yeah. I know what that means, uh, gatekeepers. <laughs> yeah, I've been dealing with some yeah. of those uh, a lot lately myself. But anyway, unfortunately, well, I just noticed the time, and I, I do have to close things out. So let's go ahead and just take about a minute. Uh, maybe not even that to get to some closing comments from Susan. I hate to cut you off short there, John. Um, and so get her closing thoughts and unfortunately I'll have to end things uh, for these, the evening. So go ahead, Susan. Oh, I you could have let him talk. Where's Kelly at? Well, Kelly, what's going on? He was um, listening, which uh, we appreciate, but uh, he's multitasking right now. And so oh. uh, he was unfortunately not able to uh, to join us this evening, uh, but you know we'll we'll have him back on uh, the show again. But yeah, I do have to close things out, and I want to thank everyone for coming to the show. Definitely uh, uh, welcome to come in next week. Uh, check out my article uh, that I started the show with tonight by going to uh, www.thetrumptimes.com, uh, where you could see the the article from uh, tonight's show, as well as check out the Patriot Journalist Network as well, and. The, of course, the Bard's Logic Political Talk website, and take this link tonight and share it out with your friends so that they can, uh, you know, listen to the show as well. And also help us to be one of the top shows here on uh, Blog Talk Radio for the conservative, uh, for the conservative talk shows. Uh, I'll, I'll bring up our, uh, our stats on right. that. Um, hey, this is one of the top uh, conservative talk radio shows here at Blog Talk Radio. So let's go ahead, and uh, we'll have to end tonight, as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. Take care, folks, and we'll see you next time. Good night. Night. Thank you, Eric. I did. I'm just trying to get this going. I'm having technical difficulty. Why won't it start for me? <laughs> I'm trying you to get my our closing. Uh, boy, that's happened to me a couple of times. That's so frustrating. Let's see what we can get. Gene said, "Get." Yeah, Gene said, "Hi." Very good. Hi.